This is episode number 43, and my name is Henrik. Braden. <laughs> Chloe. And today, uh, w- uh, for the second week in a row, we are joined by uh, Mr. Cooper Frisco Murphy. <laughs> back again, baby. Frisco? Yeah. That's my middle name. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you being serious or are you being... No, that's actually my middle name. That's actually your middle name. It's my mom's maiden name, so she cool tacked name. it on my name. Yeah. The I Italian in me. It's my Italian name. Schleifer, though. It's a lot less cool that way than Frisco. Like that Pokemon name. That's what everybody's yeah, mostly. Sure. Everyone else says it's Ted, but yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> I get that a lot. Heart, so. But I'm back. Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming. Uh, and so today we are going to be doing a review of A Quiet Place. And then uh, just Chloe and I are going to be talking about A Cure for Wellness because <laughs> a few of us didn't have a chance to see it, unfortunately. I tried. Yeah. God help me, I tried. It's. <laughs> For some reason, there are just films that are out there that you can't get. Like, I've been trying to watch Fantastic Beasts for a while, and it's not in- available anywhere for rental online. You can borrow my HBO Go. You can borrow my Blu-ray. Keep telling you. Dang. <laughs> well, I also tried, and I was going to watch it last night after work, but I came home. The fun thing about living with two other couples is they'll have date nights randomly and choose to watch a movie on our single TV, so... Mm. TV was occupied, and I wasn't going to stay up till 2 in the morning to watch it. It's yourself so. a tablet. They're yeah. Awesome. But I had the Blu-ray, though. He gave me the Blu-ray. Ah, uh, so well. You can't put a Blu-ray in a tablet. I mean, I can't. <laughs> yeah, this you is can true. Yeah. Well, you got a laptop, though, don't you? Yeah, it doesn't have a disk. It disc. does. Well, no, it has a disk drive, but um, MacBooks, like the MacBook I have, actually, I think most MacBooks don't run Blu-ray DVDs. Like, they don't work. Oh, yeah, 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 I know that, yeah. Yeah, yeah another weird. reason I don't buy Macintosh products. But I think a lot of, like, um, products, I think a lot of, um, I don't know, laptops don't have Blu-ray drives. They just have DVD My drives. ancient piece of shit literally falling apart. I mean, it, I <laughs> oh, really? duct taped my computer together. It's like an eight- or nine-year-old gateway. Took Blu-rays eight wow. or nine years ago. Damn. Wow. Okay, well, so, you got me man, there. Man. So. <laughs> well, uh, Chloe, how are you doing? You're feeling... Not your best today? No. <laughs> Might <Wow>. be. <laughs> Sicker. Yeah. Well, can you not? Well. I, I do yeah. sort of hear it I now. don't sound like the happy-go-lucky chipmunk I usually do. Okay. But I have my inhaler, so like, don't fret. <laughs> Is it allergies then? Or? No, I'm just sick. I get oh, sick okay. about once a year in April, as I have previously disclosed. Okay. And, yeah. So. Well, don't get me sick. I'm not contagious anymore. I'm, okay. I'm horrendously selfish because I've been sick four or five times already. I know. Maybe you got me sick, Brayden. Or it might have been the preschooler who licked my face. <laughs> <laughs> Licking face we'll preschooler. Yeah. Could go either way. But yeah, and, and any uh, anything going on with y'all that are uh, that's worth mentioning? I went to a seance. <laughs> that wow. was fun. Cool. In the Forest Theater. Wow. Well, did you yeah. communicate? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. Oh. <laughs> it was weird. Airport. It was a bunch of people in a on-campus like church group and then me 
Because <laughs> they wanted the... But yeah. Exactly what church is this that they're holding seances? I can't just close. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, it was on Friday the 13th, which I didn't realize prior to going, and I might not have done it because I'm not that superstitious, but, like, that's just enough. Yeah. But, yeah, it was someone who's born in, like, 1676 or 1767, I don't know. And his name was, like... He's old now. Remulus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's dead. That's a yeah. big part of it. Yeah. Can't have a seance without a dead person. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd just be a conversation. <laughs> but he was Too chill. bad we don't have any dead people here. <laughs> yeah. Human race there. Got you. Yeah. Our fifth guest is... Yeah. You know. <laughs> he might have followed me. That happens sometimes. I don't think so, though. <laughs> but apparently, he was married and not in love, which is really sad. Hmm. And oh. then there was another one whose name was Tiff. <laughs> Didn't seem to speak English very well. I'm so. sure it didn't use language very well because it was a ghost. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But uh, yeah, that's about it. Okay. It was relevant to this week's genre. Yeah. Spooky. Cool, man. Um, I talked to the former mayor yesterday at the coffee shop. Ooh. All right. Yeah, I came in and uh, we had a little conversation and I mentioned that I was going to law school and he said, why are you doing that? Don't do that. And then just got on <laughs> my case for like 10 minutes and I'm like, well, it's too late now. So, yeah. Uh, oh, well. Wow. Wow. But yeah, that's, that's about all I have. Do you down. aspire to Your be dreams. a mayor? Yeah, no, not so at all. I'm not. never going to be a politician. You're not going to go like, to politics? No, God. That seems like the worst career path. Like, I couldn't even imagine. You're not going to Donald Trumpet? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, I, I do not want to be in the limelight. Don't want to be anyone's boss. That is the way I'm viewing it. I'd rather just be stuck in a cubicle, like signing papers. That's not true. Really? I think so. I don't, okay. I don't know. I don't it takes, boss all, people it takes all sorts, I guess. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I just like... want to be a bureaucrat, basically. So. It's fair. I think I can do that. You learn something new every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Brain, how about you, man? Just I'm Chelsea. Just exhausted. Chelsea. It's just Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. Go, go, go. Yeah. Friday the fucking 13th can kiss my ass. Ooh. <laughs> spooky. Oh, well, no, it's, it's just... I thought Friday the 13th was, it was not necessarily sort of uh, spooky supernatural, but just bad luck, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. if, if you look at it in, in terms of a, uh, Friday the 13th just being the bad luck day, um, everything just went just, just kaboom. I, I don't know how else to put it. I mean, you know, I was having... A busy day, nothing out of the ordinary, but a busy day. And so I get into work about 9.30 or 10 in the morning. I'm there for about six or seven hours. I go to the gym. I work out. I drive home. I'm pulling up on the curb. Literally, I am pulling up on the curb out front of my apartment. And I get a call from from, from Will, who's managing uh, that evening, that Friday evening. And one of our projectors has died. And this is a projector that we just replaced a part two, not even two weeks ago. Do you have a warranty? Yeah. And the same, the exact same part died. Oh, well. The cool. exact same part. And so I had to pull logs out of the projector, a very sophisticated computer. So I was able to pull logs out of it, send it to a tech out in California. Mm -hmm. He looked at it and he said, I've never seen anything like this. You had a heat spike. 125 degrees, right? And you know how, how CPUs will shut down if they overheat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, same, same concept for this, but, but for some reason it didn't, it didn't go into auto shutdown. It just, the heat was ramped up. It was no more fried, fried the, the server, the projector server, and then the whole damn thing died. So, uh, I had to call our local roving, uh, projector tech guy, regional, and he came up from Fayetteville. 
and they overnighted a server from from California that night, and then he came up, and then I had to go there and, on Saturday morning and, and help him install this new server, and it was just it's just a nightmare. That's but a mess. anyhow, second weekend uh, that I'm sort of responsible for the theater, and everything just boof. So anyhow, there's my yeah. shitty Friday the Thirteenth story. <laughs> I know that that Friday I was working next door and I walked in to the theater to like say what's up or whatever. And the moment I walked in, you had knocked down this no, stack of plastic stack. cups. Yeah, and I, I just walked out. I'm yeah. like, I don't even want to see the aftermath. Of this. <laughs> that was it. Was kind of funny. Like a tower of cups it yeah. just fell in the lot. I, I was walking up the stairs to go to the booth, and for some <laughs> reason, I don't know why people insist on doing this, but they think it's funny. Dude, because we got all these plastic save the Chelsea cups, and so they have these massive stacks of these things. And rather than breaking them down into reasonably sized like multiple stacks, they have just totem. like this giant <laughs> leaning tower of cups. And so I'm going up the stairs, and my elbow brushes it, and they all fall on the floor. <laughs> and it's just, just just orange cups flying everywhere. And Brain so here I am in the lobby, yelling out. yelling at the cups. <laughs> <laughs> it's also damn like super damn busy. Cups. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So then I go upstairs and deal with the projector, and it was it was just it, yeah it was a it was a bad scene. It was a bad scene. Yeah. So anyhow, that was my Friday Thirteenth story. Well, cool. What about you, Henry? Not much. I got a haircut yesterday. Yeah, it looks good. Well, thank you. you. You're looking good right now. Oh, you look so man. fashionable. I, I, I got the Rocky uh, hook cut off sweatshirt. Yeah. Right now, hoodie. Yeah. Gonna go on my run later. Probably not, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, cool. Yeah, I did that. Um, I feel like I just forget everything that I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you watch some movies. Yeah, I gotta save that those for the picks of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? We'll wait, we'll wait. <laughs> Oh, well, I haven't had time to watch anything. Really? It's been, it's been. Well, this is going to be a pretty short show. It's <laughs> been, yeah, it's been tough for me to even keep up with, with the shows on TV that I like these days, which a lot of stuff is coming back out. And I just, I can't watch anything. I haven't had time to do anything. Yeah. It's like I, I, I get up, I go into the theater. I have a short break. I'm able to eat something, maybe chug down a beer, and then I have to go back to work in the <laughs> evening at the oh. theater. Speaking of beer, I got that, that, um, Kentucky Breakfast Stout that oh, you were telling me about. Where yeah. did you find that? Uh, beer study in Carborough. They they had some. Naturally. Yes, it's this very like limited beer. Yeah, they have. It's got such a huge following. Like every, it sells out super super fast. Yeah, really good so, beer. I'm though. surprised I liked you it a lot. Yeah, found it anywhere. Yeah, and it was it's like good. eight dollars for uh, for um, twelve ounce of it. Yeah, so, but I mean it's a fifteen percent beer. So like, yeah. you don't need to drink one. It's, Sorry, that was kind of an aside. I, just, I meant to talk to you about that. The whole show's an aside. Yeah. Okay. But that's really fucking cool. Cooper. Yeah. So, now you know. If you yeah, guys are in beer and, you, and you live in the region, Kentucky $20 for a four-pack. Yeah. It's, it's, but people it's were lining cheap, up for it, right? Yeah, it's you, good. Yeah. It's good. It's worth it. So. But. All right. Well, with that said, I guess uh, just... <laughs> Move into our review of A Quiet Place. Everybody good to go? Yeah. All right. The, sorry. <laughs> I was thinking about the, the clip out. You could just say, take a listen. And the little and irony of it. Yeah, he hasn't you. even said yeah, it yet. No. You're already getting on his case. Yeah, no, poor, the, poor him. No, the thing is, it took me forever to find <laughs> anything. Oh, really? Because the only thing I well, could play the, the just only, play Harvest Moon. Yeah, you should. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The only thing I could find was a little TV marketing spot where there's uh-huh. a narrator. Everything else is completely quiet. Yeah, so. well, I mean, the, the, there's. 
two scenes I can think of with actual dialogue There's, in the film. I couldn't find them anywhere online. So. Yeah, and they're not going to, because those scenes are so We can reenact it. That's true. You can talk here, even though we never come here. Yeah, just play a clip and we'll we'll we'll, we'll marry it. I've done that before. Now he's running through the cornfield. Yeah. What was that? Oh, the handmaid. He dropped a flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll just go for it. All right, so uh, take a listen to the clip that I hope will work. All right, and we'll come back and talk. Terry <laughs> fighting a massive invasion. Total devastation. On April 6th, if they hear you, they hunt you. A quiet place is genuinely scary, utterly riveting to its final minute. And now it's 100% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. All right, so A Quiet Place is directed by John Krasinski. And stars John Krasinski as well, Emily Blunt, uh, Millicent Simmons, or Simons, uh, Noah Jupe, Kate Woodward. That's about it. <laughs> and the plot synopsis is: A family is forced to live in silence while hiding from creatures that hunt by sound. So, uh, what did y'all think of the John? Uh, Jim Halpert prequel. <laughs> yeah, so spoilers, this is a prequel to The Office. Yeah. So it leads and, directly into Jim's first day. And I guess we will say, let's, let's try and keep it spoiler free. And if we have something that we really want to talk about with spoilers, I'll do we can do that after yeah. I'll put it at the end of the show. So okay, yeah, yeah. spoiler free is possible here. Yeah. Brayden. <laughs> but uh, Cooper, since you're the guest, you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. Um, so I. I remember when I was watching this movie, I, Henry and Chloe and I went to go see it together this weekend, and pretty much halfway through the movie, I was like, I love this movie, and I'm like, this, I'm really into this, and then by the end, I'm like, I don't know. People <laughs> got you scared. Well, I, I, did, I did jump a couple of times. Yeah. I did jump a couple of times, but basically my biggest issue with the movie and what prevented me from like really loving it was just the pacing was felt really weird to me where the first half was all building this great atmosphere and there's so many awesome little pieces of attention to detail throughout the movie with how these people exist in this world and how they have to exist um like for example and you see in the trailer one of my favorite things is you know they live in an old um this isn't a spoiler but they live in an old like farmhouse and it's like creaking hardwood floors and they've painted on the floors like where they need to step to produce the least amount of noise because you know the monsters like in here like have like super hearing and like hunt on noise alone so like there's a lot of little stuff like that like they don't have doors they just have like cloth hanging up and um you know they have small children and they like i don't want to say anything about like uh how they deal with like the baby because like there is like a very cool contraption they deal with like because like babies cry and you can't like you know, there's nothing you can do about that, but they have, like, cool workarounds. You cannot have a baby. <laughs> yeah. But they have all this, like, great pieces of world building in the movie. And, like, I was so invested in it throughout, like, you know, the halfway mark. But then it did this thing that a lot of horror movies, a lot of action movies do, where they use the first half of the movie for world building, setting up the characters, stuff like that. And then once the action starts, it just keeps going. There's, like, no moment of respite. There's no, like... 
that halfway mark, every bit of character development is done, basically. Um, because the moment that, like, one thing happens, it's just a cascading effect of, like, here's the next set piece, like, here's the next, like, action sequence, here's... And it just, like, kind of doesn't give you a moment to breathe, which is, like, fine. Like, a lot of movies do that really well, but I also felt that it, it kind of got redundant near the end. Like, they... they, yeah. they they have the same type of, I mean, like, I, I, I guess there's not much that you can do with this type of, like, premise that, like, yeah, they hunt off a sound, so you have to be quiet. But there's so many scenes with, like, the creatures an inch away from them and them, like, being as quiet as possible. And then, like, someone hits a slinky or something like that. It's like, oh! <laughs> classic, no, classic Jim Halpert. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's just, it, it just kind of just gets into this rut in that second half. And it just becomes infinitely less like a little more generic yeah yeah and also there's just like stuff that the first half of the movie they're being so cautious with like their sound and stuff like that and like that like they don't even like roll dice on the hardwood floors like they do it on like a little blanket so it like muffles the sound stuff like that but then there's bits in the second half that i just yeah, feel like it's forgotten for about it. <laughs> and like even when you know the monsters aren't around i feel like they're like stomping around the house and stuff like that like what now you don't care like i don't know i just felt that the atmosphere was just like sucked out um and yeah i I just kind of like i was just kind of bored with it near the end um but i mean did you like it overall though yeah i liked it overall because the first half was so solid for me and i i felt like just that alone kind of like held the movie together for me um there's like one scene in particular, um, like because okay, so like obviously there's not a lot of romance between the um, Jim Halpert character and his <laughs> wife because like they, you know they're like they, yeah, they need to survive there. like so like but there is like one really tender moment between them that is like my favorite scene in the movie. Um, so I I really really like that that one scene uh, and I don't want to say what it is, but yeah I I definitely liked it I. Well, I don't want to give my my score away. Just no, yet, no, you gotta but, hide that. You gotta wait on that. People are just frothing at the mouth for those yeah. star ratings. So. Um, it is like just cut to the quick. How <laughs> many? Yeah. What is it? It is it is a good matinee movie. That's how I'm thinking. If you if you have oh. a Sunday to kill, not even a wow. night, not even a night film. I don't know. If you can go out spend eight bucks on it, see it for a matinee, you and your buddy. We spent want... a lot more than that. Yeah, when we went. Oh, God. Did you go to Silver Spot? Yeah. We had this fourteen theater, bucks, yeah. fourteen ninety five for a ticket, yep. which is insane to me. Like, yep. Yeah, God. Um, but it, it's it's something if you want to go to the movies with like a friend or something, you have an afternoon kill. It's worth seeing. I wouldn't say it's a it's a rush out. You have to see it type of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, it is. I I do think you should see it in theaters if you can. If you can, like, even yeah. if it is just matter, just because. The it, one thing that is really cool about it is I've never sat in a movie theater that was silent. I mean, obviously it is. Yeah. Like, but like we're sitting there with a, a, like probably a hundred people in our theater, mm-hmm. and there there's stretches of this film, and they'll have a score that'll come in and out and stuff. But there's stretches of this film that are just completely silent. So yeah. Like, well, the thing is, it's, I've seen some articles that's been causing people issues with eating. Yeah. yeah, you know that was that was the issue with me is when I saw it last night. There were six or seven other people in the auditorium with me. Yeah, and even though they were only having popcorn, which is a relatively low yeah. volume food, gotcha, low low sound food, and and I'm used to it. Mm-hmm. It was still 
I don't want to say distracting or detract. It didn't necessarily detract from the, but you could hear chomp, 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 yeah. Yeah. a little bit in the we background. Had, we had a, little... a, like a tornado outside. Yeah, we had a... Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, you were watching it during the big storm. Yeah. There, which yeah. I, it was kind of cool. It was cool. It helped I actually like that. Yeah. yeah. We that also had at the Posh nifty. Theater, they deliver food to like your seat. So the first five minutes were this, this poor man. man walking <laughs> around like, you want a lobster roll? Get the hell out of here. Yeah, oh, God. Shut up and go away. The waiter who was or the guy who's in there is just dude get out don't blame him it's he was the poor guy the doing his job. Yeah. Stupid the whole thing the whole don't go to there go to the lumina yeah go to lumina reasonable prices it's it's not yeah. pretentious yeah. you know Lumina's that's what i did well i i, I would have gone i would have gone to timberline because it's dirt freaking cheap yeah they play but timberline? yeah yeah uh. I just but my schedule plan. took me elsewhere, so I went to Lumina and I could get a beer there anyway. So that's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. um, but for the novelty alone of like the, the, the amount of silence, it is cool to see it. Yeah. So check well, it out. But yeah, well, I mean, I the movies have been getting a lot of praise. Like the praise has been huge. Stephen King loved Stephen it. Stephen King loved it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the majority of people I know are gung ho. Yeah, they're <laughs> which is great. I mean, it's it's. I was kind of worried at first, like how people were gonna feel about this film because it it is a little bit different from the usual horror film and so i, I could see that kind of it comes at night kind of disparity mm-hmm. where it's just critics really like it and a few people audiences really love it but this is just popular all around yeah critics, yeah audiences everybody yeah. loves it i i, I overall eh. oh good yeah um overall eh. i i liked it um i i like the use of sound it, it is similar to it comes at night where it's kind of like a an exercise and mood and and also sound of course but for the most part i i that there are definitely scenes were very intense i thought the opening two scenes oh yeah were amazing was great yeah the opening was um, great yeah and i love stuff like that but for the most part it kind of played at times being a little too blunt and yeah. dumb and kind of explaining hot, the hot blood. yeah yeah <laughs> and uh things about the world like kind of showing you the newspaper clippings of it's sound yeah over and over stay again. quiet it you know stay his alive little, his little white marker board with armor sound <laughs> yeah i mean it's like and no really i couldn't get the, yeah. get that on my own and while there is you know of course i'm perfectly fine with a suspension of disbelief for certain things like that at times it just i my mind was thinking about those things more than i think they wanted us to yeah. or wanted me to and uh, I think also one thing that I really had an issue with that's small in terms of where it's placed, but I think it had a, an effect is the title cards for the days where it's, it goes like day 89 and then yeah, day 470 something and day four. Well, actually, I hate yeah. those, though, as I mentioned, yeah, um, but I like that they And then it says like day 476 or something a little bit later, yeah. and that immediately made me question all of the the motivations and the actions of some of the characters because like they're still having to explain a year and a half into an event to the child. No, s- small sounds are okay if there's a bigger sound around them. Yeah. And if, if they just... Well, they're learning too. But, like but two he, years I, later, basically? But, yeah. I mean, because they're down at the, the river and I, I feel like that's something they would do every day, every week, and you're still having to explain to a 10, 12-year-old kid yeah. that's been in that position been in that yeah. event no it like nine well also something that was really frustrating with 
there is a scene where they go to a river and he is explaining, we can talk here because the river muffles our yeah. voice and stuff. That opens up a massive plot hole. Yeah. Why don't they just live at the river? Why yeah. don't they just pitch, pitch, pitch well, tents? Well, that was, uh, that was the, the whole thing. Everything in the film, I'm just kind of going, but, you know, it requires such a tremendous amount of disbelief. Well, yeah. I, I will say in terms of the river thing, because if you think about it, how would have they been able to move success, uh, effectively if that event had already taken place? They wouldn't have been able to just create a new home. But just tents. Yeah. But then they're going to be right but then they're going to be right outside the things moving around if they make one noise it's done whereas if they're in the house okay yeah, muffles. they were literally screaming though. Right. Yeah, they're standing up there. She had a little calendar up to her birth date. She can just chill there for a week. Right. Um but anyways with yeah. the the title cards like you know and certain characters acting like still not believing their father that no this is the way we need to do it. I just, it felt like you would, I mean, even a, a 10-year-old kid would know, okay, yeah. I need to not make sound. I need to help my family survive, not just be like, oh, he doesn't love me. You know, he's, you know, which yeah. just felt so out of place. To what? Me. Survivor's well, I mean, guilt? No, no, no. She was dealing is... with a lot. No, I, I understand that, but... The... And she had no concept because she's deaf. No, I understand that, but in terms of the, just the characters acting... Uh, as a group, it felt a little um, off to me. Not very realistic. Which, it, again, it sounds like a, some little nitpick, but I mean, I will say there were some really intense scenes. I think the um, birth scene in the tub was great mm -hmm. um, where the creature's kind of coming around and um, and then also, yeah, like the opening scenes as well. Um, but for the most part, since it is, people are saying it's not cheap jump scares, but and while there is the kind of um. Uh, shoot, just lost my train of thought. The execution of how they get to those jump scares is different at times. The end it's, result it's is jump scare is still the same. Yeah, and it's like, and so immediately it's like, after that scene, it's out of my brain. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's it's not something that that lingers with me at all. Yeah, and so I know that. There are plenty of people who hated It Comes at Night, I guess because of the marketing, which seems a little strange. But, like, I've seen that film once, and it was maybe a year ago. And I still think of that unsettling mood and atmosphere. Yeah. All, like, whenever, and yeah. in this, I feel like I'm two days removed, and I've forgotten. Already forgotten. Yeah. I've yeah. forgotten like, everything about it. It's 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 boring because it's once once you get the big reveal, oh, here's the creature. I mean, that's it. It's, it's like creature, 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 yeah. creature yeah. everywhere. And there's no, there's no, as you were saying, I mean, there's Cooper, there's no respite. There's no, there's nothing. Once the creature is revealed, there's no break. There's no respite. There's no space in which to build anxiety again. It's mm -hmm. just, it's just, and, you know, you, you maybe get one or two visceral scares right at the beginning, but then it's just a constant pounding. And then after a while you go, just go back to eating your popcorn, chomp, chomp, chomp. And yeah. you know, you don't care. <laughs> yeah. At, yeah. After that point, and, you don't and care. The thing is, I know that you make all the noise you want. Who gives a rat's ass? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's done. Just start throwing yeah. your shoes at people. It's done. <laughs> yeah. Throw your shoes at people. Who uh, cares? Get the lobster roll. <laughs> get the lobster roll. You know, Fuck tell the man. guy, Pulling dude, give me, a, give me your lobster roll. Give bring a, a, bring a whole shitload of them. I don't, you know. <laughs> but it's just like, oh, they're running around. And here's the monster. The monster's chasing them. Now they're making a big noise over here. Now they're making a big noise yeah. over there. And then the whole premise of the film is just tossed out the window. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, I know that a lot of, I guess, 
that kind of a- average audience had issues with It Comes Tonight being too ambiguous, which I, I can see how that could be a criticism. But for me, and this is going to make me sound like some pretentious old fart, but like, I just... Hey, I have a pretentious old yeah, fart. No, but like, I just, I feel like I just don't get what people find scary. Yeah. The tip, like the typical moviegoer finds, because yeah. I wouldn't say this movie's scary. No, but it's, not it's, at all. It's, there's tense moments. Yeah. But like, to Is me, a, a jump, like something like this where it's a jump scare or something, like, and I, I, Chloe, I hate, I know this movie we always go to, like all the time, I'm sorry, but something like Under the Skin. Oh, Jesus. Like, Every oh, time. That's a terrifying that's, movie. Like, that's to, a terrifying to, movie. To, like to me. And not because not because of the creatures. What's terrifying? I mean, particularly the scene towards the end where she she's scary. in that. No, but no, but uh, here let me finish. Something like that is what I would define as scary or horrifying or effective in that sense is like I've seen that movie a couple times and I won't ever forget the baby being left on the beach crying. Yeah, yeah. While the guy walks right past her and it's just there at night, and like something like to me that's scary. Where it that's gonna have me thinking. Whereas in this, it's like. Jump scare, you, you just kind of physically jump back a little bit. Yeah. Next yeah. next scene. Well, this is a lot more comfortable, I think. Yeah. General audience. Well, that's 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 well, why which, I like which, under which, the skin. Which so I'm not. Ex- I'm not. I don't say, I mean I, I don't expect everybody to love under the skin, but in terms of what a good horror movie is to me, that's what that is not because it's so unsettling. You see things that are so outside of the norm of human behavior. Yeah, and, and in this, and it's nothing... like I can watch Insidious two. And yeah. see jump scares. It may be a little less, may maybe cheaper than this, and mm-hmm. how it's done. But it's the end result is the exact same. I don't think this is supposed to be like a scary movie, though. I think it's supposed I to have jumps. It's about family and stuff. Like but stuff. I mean, every, well, all the reviews I've been reading is it's like I couldn't breathe. I was so scared. I was, you know, I was. I mean, well, I think really? that's because you're invested in the characters more. Like that's how I was. But I was I, more nervous well, for them. I wasn't it it does build up. Well, I think it does build up your interest in the characters because you see the relationships. I mean, what what I thought was really sort of the redeeming factor of the film was the subtext of, of familial relationships and the the, yeah. the, the, the difficulties of carrying right. guilt and how that constrained uh, from sort of these family mm-hmm. relationships, the dynamics within a family, and that's what I thought was really spectacular about the film mm-hmm. is you know okay the quiet gimmick that's kind of interesting at first right. but yeah i'm tired of i'm tired of films that rely on gimmicks you know first started blair witch project that's the big one that i think of in the whole found footage thing i hated that movie. it worked i thought it was real i hate <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I hated that movie i watched it and then the ending and i'm just going oh dude standing although in the corner. I, I would Ooh. say in terms of gimmicks i would say this the idea of this is a little bit more clever than the than the average I don't know. Maybe I, I think at I times it plays pretty, especially with the use of sign language. At at times is interesting. It's well executed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There, are, there are other parts that are very clunky and kind of mm-hmm. generic, but um, I think that when the the use of sound drops out like that, it's effective. It's just that how they use that continually um, gets a little tiring. Like yeah. it's the same issue I had with uh, it last year. The the cre- the design of the clown is great, and there are a few scenes that are really effective. But after a while, it's essentially just him popping out and boogie and, boogie boogie. Yeah, and clown. Ch- ch- chasing okay, after. I got it. I still still like that movie a good bit, but it's like that's something that again is immediately 
either repetitive or you forget about it. But again, that's also more about the actual characters than... But I, I see, but I, I feel like the horror is still a big part of the film, though. At least to me. And also, I have a hard time with like the familial relationships redeeming the film when it's only utilized in the first half of the film. Well, it's it, in terms of, I mean, redeeming in the sense that the only re, really the only reason I found the film at all uh, moving, the scares, not there. You get a couple of them, and then it's it's done. Mm-hmm. Okay, the creature, and oh, it's in the same room. I was scared of the tetanus oh, monster the whole time. Oh, the, yeah. oh, oh <laughs> the, the, the nail? The nail. The nail scene, it, that's a good scene. Yeah, that's, that's, a, good that's a good scene. Yeah. That's I mean, that's one. that's intense. And she's not even interacting with the damn creatures. Mm-hmm. It's the friggin' nail. Although, again, I and I hate being the kind of nitpicker. Why does she not bend that nail? There, I don't know. There are so many I scenes mean, where they, they let... The kid is just walking. Wouldn't you think that here? I'm gonna twist well, the nail down so my kid doesn't, st- or I don't step on it again. It just, I already told you. I think they're bad parents. I mean, well, <laughs> le, 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 should I go through my litany of dumb shit I saw in the movie <laughs> that anybody with 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 two pennies to rub together could you know figure out kind of thing? It's it's uh, keep it to uh, yeah. A few, you can go for a few. Okay, I'll go. I'll, I'll go, go into ranty mode later, but um. The reason I saw the family relationships as being sort of redeeming in terms of the film is because the gimmick is interesting, and I, I think it sets up the atmosphere, but then it completely throws out the concept of that in the latter third of the film. The latter third of the film, not scary. Sorry. It's just it's just not. I mean, I, I felt just, like I, I liked the water scene where the creature goes under the water. And that the, was a little spooky. I, I like I like the idea of that. Yeah. I mean, there's not a huge payoff, but I, I like the well, there, certain there, things like that. There were things that they could have done with that. Water actually travels faster, or uh, sound actually travels faster underwater. And so there, there were things in terms of, of little sort of scientific uh, bits of trivia and knowledge that they could have done with things like that. But they didn't really. Um, but... The latter third of the film is just it's just it's just breakneck sort of running around and we blow up the things and then somebody yells and they get killed and just this and that and throwing stuff and John blowing Krasinski things up. Putting his finger over his mouth. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of that. That's true. There was a lot of that. Yeah, um, you kind of have the uh, deer facing headlights eyes all the time. Yeah. And like, can, oh I say, can I say? Can uh, I say? How are they still getting LL Bean shipments? Yeah. <laughs> at was, the end of the that world. That was looking my question as well. Right? I had a lot of those. They all had very stylish sweaters. I was thinking that they all looked like possible. rugged outdoorsman thing. Well, I think they, they moved they into that their house. Stuff, you and know? that was a nice house. So maybe there was the clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, I mean, the house they, they have, keep their That's stuff, on my know? list of rants, but the L.O. Bean catalog, that's part of my list of rants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't um, mind that stuff as much, but. But so yeah. many of the things everybody's pointing to in terms of like, oh, this film is so awesome because of this concept of the sound and the thing and, oh, the scares. And it's just like, <laughs> I'm sorry. It throws the premise out after the first two thirds, the first about the first hour of the film, and then it's gone, right? The whole silencing, gone. Mm-hmm. And then it's just it just becomes sort of, a, it goes from interesting gimmick to pointless gimmick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the monsters themselves, interesting oh, design. I, I did like I did like the the design of the face and the idea yeah, behind that. I yeah. did like that a lot. I like the I like the design of the monsters. 
but no practical effects. It's just straight up CG. Yeah, which, I, which I is, think, I mean, that's John I mean, Krasinski was the monster from. Was he? Good portion of it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Good for him. Um, <laughs> and then, um, just like the resolution of it and all of that i liked kind of how it ended mm-hmm. but i'll go i'll go into why it sort of cheesed me off in my my litany of rants in a mm-hmm. bit um but really it's it's the touching relationships that you saw in the family that i think really made the film because yeah. again the gimmick the whole sound gimmick it's a gimmick it's still at bottom it's still a gimmick and these films that rely on gimmicks sort of cheese me off because it's not relying, it's not relying, <laughs> it's not relying on good storytelling. It's not relying on good character development. It's not relying on sort of an interesting retelling of, of sort of a, say, a historical event, you know, cause I still really, you know, get off on, uh, historical dramatizations. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not bringing anything. It's a, it's a gimmick, mm-hmm. right? And there are not very, very many films that, that introduce gimmicks that actually have done it very, very well. Yeah. Um, well, really, I hated Blair Witch. Um, uh, Memento is one of the few films I can think of that sort of gimmicky that pulls it off well, again, because the story is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think. There's another film, Suture, from back in the 90s that I thought was really good. I don't and, like it already. <laughs> uh, well, well, one, well, one thing just... If, when you're thinking about that, that I will veer off. Um, I pointed out to Cooper when we were leaving. Did you see Michael Bay was a producer? On yeah, this? he was one of the producers. Which I, I didn't, I didn't know. And so that that which, that again, lost brownie points right which, there. Which again, I'm not. I, <laughs> I I I like Michael Bay. I'm not gonna. I I criticize him a lot, but I actually do like him. Um, but being so familiar, I've I guess I've seen all of his movies and some some of the ones he's executive produced and produced. Blah blah blah. Um, and being so familiar with his iconic, it's pretty much iconic at this point, form of bluntness and how he he explains things about the world and about the characters, I that it immediately made sense with how this film played out, with mm-hmm. how certain things are communicated in the world. And again, I'll <clears throat> I'm gonna go back to it comes at night, but like the ambiguity of that film, like as someone driving through the world that you know very little about. And he's seeing this group of guys like on the side of the road, kind of, you know, dirtied and covered in blood. And they're, you know, I guess maybe they're burying someone like stuff like that. You're like, huh, I wonder what they've been doing, you know? And, and in this, it's like the scene with the the guy in the, in the trailer who screams, Mm -hmm. which that's an interesting idea, but that's so like cut and dry. Okay. He's, he's gonna do what he does at the end of that scene because of that. And then it comes at night. It's like it makes you think, man. What if they were doing this, or what if they just are attacking people as they go by, or what you know? Yeah. And just stuff like that. The ambiguity. I like thinking yeah. more about these types of movies. And in this, which I'm not saying you you have to think about a movie to enjoy it, but in terms of similar styles, I think that was a lot more interesting. Whether or not you call it a horror film or a, a thriller, doesn't matter. Yeah. I find that to it's, be a much better movie. It, it does this thing that I call the mitochlorian effect, where <laughs> in the 
old Star Wars, you know, there was just the Force, and it was just this thing. They didn't really explain it. It was a mystical power. Yeah, exactly. And then, the, you know, in the prequels, they tried to, you know, tell you the science behind it. was the Mardachlorians and all this stuff. And it's just like, we don't need to know that. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's wasting screen time. Second of all, it, it shows that you have no respect for your audience. You just think that they're idiots. Yeah, I, I feel like, like people just need to have things explained. But it's just like... And it's, it's it, it felt like a PG-13 version of It Comes at Night. Yeah, and it's just like It Comes at Night is an infinitely scarier film. Because mm. I, think- I, I know people who didn't find it scary, but again, I feel like it's just that kind of... Which, if you find this scary as opposed to It Comes at Night, that's fine. But like, I feel like there's a disconnect where people don't think that's scary in the traditional sense, which I wouldn't say it is. It just has that mood. Yeah. Um, also, it, it it comes at night. Like you leave that theater, and it makes you think about people around you. Mm-hmm. You know, like the effect of that movie is so powerful because you 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 never see the big baddie. You yeah. never see the the well, things that they're referencing, and that's I think that horror movies are always more terrifying before you see whatever yeah. they're alluding to. Yeah. And the yeah. moment they show it, it's like I don't know. Like I can't even think of a horror movie that they when they finally show it, I'm like, oh my god! Like, yeah. I'm so much more yeah, scared. Now I'm even more yeah. scared. Like, like, now in, it's um, it's kind of like, oh okay, that's it's like, hilarious. oh you have this big dumb gooey CGI looking <laughs> yeah. slime monster. Like, and it's in, like um, a lot of the uh, the James Wan films who did The Conjuring and like the Insidious films. Yeah, he's he can. I know I I like The Conjuring, but he can build a really great two acts. But then whether it's his decision or the studio. They always reveal there always has to be the exorcism or the ghost or the yeah. creature. And like it was so unsettling until yeah. that point. You could have yeah. not just ended it right there, but like created something where you don't fully see it yeah. or something. But yeah, I, and it's just especially with CG, it's like I, I couldn't imagine any CG creature being that terrifying. Like I know I really like Cronenberg and one of my favorite Cronenberg movies is The Brood. There is a reveal, like, what the terrifying thing is. And it's just, it's all practical effects. And it's this woman who's producing these, like, crazy little, like, goblin <laughs> children. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, re- like they go into a room and she's in there and she's, like, has, like, this nasty sack, like, attached <laughs> to her. And it's, like, like producing these nasty little, like, gremlins and stuff. And it's, like, yeah. gross, but it's also, like, actually terrifying because, like, it's great practical effects. Um, and that... That that might be the only movie I can think of that when you finally see it, you're like, oh my god! You should watch. You should watch uh, Dead Alive, Peter Jackson film. Yeah, it reminds me of that. Reminds me of uh, one of the scenes towards the end of the Brood. Uh, what you were talking oh, about oh, oh, oh. with the the final the final reveal, the creature reveal, yeah. of the Brood. There's there's a scene towards the end of Dead Alive that's very similar to that. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, well, Chloe. I mean. Uh, oh, sorry. I was zoned yeah. out. Sorry. Yeah. What, what are <laughs> have any some any thoughts? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, um, but yeah. So like, in, I, I liked how they kind of presented it in the trailer and in some of the the scenes you can find online where you just see a, a kind of uh, ghoulish creature running through the woods or something, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my god, I wonder what that could be. I know. I was thinking it'd be good if it was invisible. If you saw the stuff moving, that'd be interesting. Things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and where you're like, huh, geez, I wonder what, I mean, obviously it's like an alien creature, but how, if it was almost done like that in, in the film, it would have been, I think, think yeah. infinitely better because then it would have left you wondering, I wonder what that creature was. Yeah. Well, doing see, it. I thought the creature design was good. I won't uh-huh. say, oh, that was bad. 
I, I didn't creature, like it, Brayden. The creature, you didn't. I, I, no. like, I like the face. Fair enough. I like. I, I like. The, I like <laughs> no, the, seriously. I mean, it's. it's I did like the, the the idea of the ear. Yeah. And the, I thought the, it was, the face kind of moving. Yeah. And, I thought it was. I thought the, some of the the concepts of of the creature design were were interesting. Were sort of a little innovative, considering they were going for the whole sound uh, angle with this. But <clears throat> excuse me. Um. Why? Why do they need to show it? I mean, there's no point. You know, I think. I think the less because that that's the what less pleases there is something that, that more audiences. That, I think. Well, yeah. Well, which I don't, more, I don't more, buy pow- into more that. power to them? That's fine. But I mean, why? Why do you have to have some sort of manifestation of your fear? I mean, that's the point. Is once you have a manifestation of the fear, there's something to beat. Mm-hmm. You can. Oh, if it bleeds, we can kill it. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's ultimately what happens at the end of the hey. film, right? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> um, be quiet. It's not a spoiler. Yes, it's it a is. creature. They know Nobody it's going to happen. You never film. know. Whatever. Um, if they go see it, a, that's their problem. You know it's supposed to be a but, Cloverfield film? Um, oh, yeah. It, there, which is so... I hate that. I Where they just change it. everything into Cloverfield movies. I hate that. Yeah. None of those movies are very good. I, I like, I like but, the first one. But... And if the whole fun gimmicky found footage. Um... I did like the first one more than the one with John Goodman. John Goodman? I did not like that one. But sorry, that's just Harry Princess. Yeah. Has anybody uh, that seen the that Netflix one? Which <laughs> no, is supposed to be just out, utter garbage. Yeah. I, I heard that it was a one they Oh, Project. Oh, pa- yeah. Paradox? They dropped yeah. during the Super Bowl. It. Yeah. Brutal. Uh, really? Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Bad. You saw it, didn't you? Yeah, it's horribly bad. Which makes me sad. Took one for the scene. Because, uh. Because uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what's his face is in it? Daniel Brühl? No, I care less. More importantly, Goo Goo and Bob the Roth in it. What Is else she? matters? Hmm. She's like the main character. Uh, I was thinking I guess, of the, the, the tall, the tall Irish actor. What is his name? The t- Is Donald Gleeson in it? No. <laughs> okay, I'm safe then. <laughs> I don't have to watch it. No, I'm trying to remember his um, name. Tall but... Irish Chris O'Dowd. Yes, Chris O'Dowd. Thank you. Yeah, he's in it. Uh, um, love Chris O'Dowd. Oh, it's no. Up. That's how we first bought it. Why show the creature? Why not just do things that hint at its presence here and there? Mm-hmm. You know, why do you have to show the creature? And yeah. I thought they did a, uh, that, that that very early scene, the, the, sort of the cause of the strife within the family, when you, I mean, that's great. You just, a yeah. flash second, a split second, uh, yeah, a yeah, fraction yeah. of a screen where you see it flash past. Man. That's all you need. And, you know, all the scenes... Here it comes, and it's walking down the stairs, and it's in my face, and it's you know. I mean, it loses it loses so much of 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 the the fear inducing effect of it. Yeah. Once it's once it actually has a manifestation, once you see it. Yeah. And then again, if there is a manifestation of it, if there is a physical representation of it, it's much easier to yeah. deal with. Well, uh, one thing because I feel like we're kind of criticizing the movie a lot, but. Uh, one thing is, I think the performances are quite good. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think Emily Blunt is great. I think she's well, I think probably she's, yeah. the standout. She, well, that's why I mean, again, all those scenes where it's character development at the beginning of the film, and you yeah. see all the strife within the family. Well, I think that's, just her fear. Maybe her, we just like, don't like horror movies. I, I love horror. I, movies. I, I love no, horror movies. I mean, I'm not a big horror movie fan, but if they're done well, <laughs> I, got I one. mean, I still, <laughs> I still need to see uh, the Witch from a couple oh, of years. Which is supposed to be spectacular. It is great. Which I mean, is, is the one, again, kind of like it comes a night where people yeah. walk out of that expecting this. And like, that wasn't scary, you know, because yeah. it doesn't have any type of typical jump. Yeah, I love scary. The Witch. It's good, yeah. That's why I want to see that. And I've um, also like heard it. that um, 
takes place all in the day too. What's what's uh, the other think. one? Uh, the Babadook? No, not the Babadook. Everybody loves the Babadook. I'm on the fence about that one. Well, it's, now yeah, he's a gay icon. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we gotta love it then. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Do you remember who they paired the Babadook with? Is this on, on what? Huh? It's know. like a big thing because Netflix have like a. They mislabeled Babadook. <laughs> And put it under gay and lesbian films. Oh, gotcha. And so it became a gay icon because of because Netflix screwed up with labeling. They matched him with somebody. Gotcha. I like the. Did they ship him? Did they ship the Babadook with somebody? Yeah. All right, I got I got the lingo. Good job. What's the other one? It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be sort of an allegory for STDs. Oh, it follows. It follows. Yeah, that's supposed to be really good. Very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I, you know, scary. I'm just thinking of scary films and all the really scary films that I see. Again, uh, Repulsion, Roman Polanski, which I've talked Your about favorite before. Movie of all time. Yeah. It's it's really good. Yeah, yeah. You should see. Oh, it. Pennywise. They paired it with Pennywise. Oh, from we it? got there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I can't talk about it. Repulsion is just such a spectacular film. But I mean, the other Roman Polanski's other scary films, you know, Rosemary's Baby and that kind of thing. It's a knife in the water. They're yeah, really good. Noir is pretty. That's the only one I've seen of his. Actually. Yeah, you it's, seen it's good. Baby. No, you should. Do sure, it. yeah, you should check that out. Yeah, um, you can watch the TV version with Zoe Saldana, or right? Pass. Oh God, I might be racist. What? I don't remember who's in it. You didn't know about that? No. Yeah, I think I didn't cool. hear about that. Um, uh, but but also but deliver no. the deliverance, right? Mm-hmm. That's a scary movie because you see these guys and they're terrible. And then they disappear for a while, and then they're the guys are running, 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 and then they resurface and they shoot bows and arrows at it. And you go, oh my god! That's actually that's a terrifying film. I thought Nocturnal Animals was scary. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's that's, and I'd say just and I'll call, I know you again. This is one you don't like, but in yeah. terms of the the mood and how it affects me, something like uh, Denis Villeneuve's Enemy is yeah uh, the, the ambiguity. I liked it until the end. Prisoners. You're oh, talking about yeah, them, which right? again, Prisoners. people are gonna go in. That's not scary. It's tense, but it like scary. lingers with me so much. Like Hugh Jackman is scarier than anything in well, this. Well, I think I think that's you know? scary. This isn't again. This isn't scary. Yeah, necessarily. I, it's, and yeah, it's I don't. Know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me, but I think uh, supernatural situations like that, horror situations, less relatable. It's so less scary. Yeah, it's so far removed from reality, right? Yeah. But whereas you watch something again, you watch Deliverance, you watch Repulsion, you watch. I do not. Uh, <laughs> you watch uh, Prisoners, right? And these are things that are within the realm of possibility, and so it makes it even scarier. Yeah. You know, the thought, the notion that you could actually have to cope with, survive something along these lines, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so that's what makes it kind of scary mm-hmm. rather than, mm-hmm. oh, it's a big creature. If you don't know what the creature <laughs> is, that makes it scary. As soon as they show it, a lot of fear is gone. Yeah. Because um, now you've got a manifestation of it. Now it is something that you but can... But what a lovely lesson for people. You can't there's the, there's yeah. the silver lining. Yeah. Well. <laughs> but, I mean, overall, I mean, I I did, I did like it. I definitely will rewatch it. Like, it's it's one that is a somewhat refreshing change. And I think John Krasinski's direction is generally pretty good, especially for someone yeah. who hasn't really directed a blockbuster. Yeah. Um, it's his or, third or, film. But what I, else is he directing? Uh, the Hollers and something else. else. But, <laughs> okay. It, it's a very small, like I think it was a Sundance film. Hmm. But I mean, I, I I liked it. It's it's definitely not at all a you know complete misfire or what I would call overrated or something. It, it just didn't hit all the the buttons for me like it 
seems to be doing for a lot of people. Yeah, I don't. I think this is honestly. I think this is like a lot of the Oscar Oscar films from last year. Is it's just it builds up a certain amount of momentum, and it and then it just it snowballs from there. It's not because it's really an outstanding film. I'm sorry, Shape of Water. Yeah, decent, not great. Lady Bird. Decent, not great. We don't need to go back into the Uh-oh. whole Oscar discussion here. <laughs> but, but I mean, it seems as though there are certain films that 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 capture popular imagination, and then critics, audiences, everybody just go bananas about it. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not outstanding films. They're not really spectacular films. It's not a Faces Places. It's not a Florida Project. <laughs> get right? out. It's definitely not definitely get out. Not get, get out. out. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still need to see yeah, that. Yeah, I was about to say. I still need to see that. I know. It's a, it's a failing you on my part. You live your life, Brayden. You're fine. But, um, but <laughs> well, I want to. It's not that it's like, oh, I'm not going to see it out. I uh, no, I want to see it. I want to see it. It's just I believe in now you. I'm wholeheartedly up to my eyeballs. And... You'll get there. Yeah. But, but yeah, so, uh, well, any, any other thoughts? Big thoughts? Everybody's. Anything? No, Jupe's got to be famous. Too cute. Good, good. Kid. He's in. He's in. He was in that terrible George Clooney Suburbicon. Oh, was he? And he was oh. really good. He was the son. Was oh, he was yeah. the son. So right. good. Okay. Nice. And I think he was in Wonder also, and he was good. Hmm. Well, cool. Any, uh, any any final thoughts? Cooper? No. Mm-hmm. Can I go yeah. on my my litany rant? My rant of lit, litany rant. Yeah, I have one too. I think they're just terrible parents. Also, Cooper and Henry decided that I would die in this universe because I'd be watching Call Me By Your Name on mute <laughs> and I would sit on the remote, which I think is rude. <laughs> I don't know that they're that far off the bar. Right. <laughs> oh, which I'm saying, I'm, I'll be good during this whole thing because I can just watch all my Blu-rays on um, on mute and have the subtitles. I got yeah. movies for life, man. Yeah. <laughs> my neighbor would be eaten in like five seconds. I can't go so more than a minute or two without making... Boom boom. Ah, boom boom boom. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> what? Whatever. Sounds like the CrossFit place That's... next next yeah, to Joe Bingo. Yeah. But uh all right. But I mean it's it's you watch this film and the whole time and the whole time I'm just thinking, why don't they just build a subterranean living yeah, area, right? So, yeah. It even says somewhere, go underground. Go underground. <laughs> and they've got like well, think a about little, the noise. They've got a little huh? bolt Think about the noise that would cause. Oh, to go underground? Yeah. They can find somewhere. They did, in fact. Oh, like, they did. Way. They had their little bolt hole. But, Just live in the know, basement the whole time. Why I don't not, get it. That's it's my fine. point. Why not take the bolt hole and dig out some more and make a whole little subterranean thing? It's not It's not outside that they've had over a year, right? Okay. Yeah. And then... And then the other thing, what what they find is the creature's vulnerability at the end of the film. Yeah. That was good. What's wrong with that? It was a little, I wish they made it more Any clear. Any punk rocker with a guitar and an amp stack would have figured that out in the first five. Oh, the creatures are attacking. Oh, okay, now we're humanity. I mean, that's, that's I, it. I wish they made it a little more I mean, clear that it didn't register with her the first time around, that she had made it go away. Yeah. Wait, so are we launching into spoiler type of stuff now? Yeah. We may as well. Um, oh, my God. But happened. I mean, some of the stuff, okay. the, the amount of di- dis- <laughs> suspension of disbelief required by this film you know, okay, humanity, global, <laughs> globe-spanning species, right? But there's just three of them. <laughs> and, 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 and somehow no the, one entirety, the, the entirety of humanity gets wiped out without thinking, 
Oh, okay. Well, we know obviously they hunt by sound. So people make noise. Yeah. Well, this is some. But Brian, like I look said, at, this is look at our society right now. Think how bias. dumb people are. <laughs> <laughs> like, think about what's like if this happened right now. Almost all of America. Well, you're you're comparing political. Nice, you're comparing, <laughs> comparing political choices with like well, also, survival of humanity. It would be difficult to communicate with others, right? So you'd have a hard time finding out about it without exposing yourself. Hey, yes. text messages, boom. Okay. Why aren't they using iMessage this whole thing? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> what is going on? Well, I, I just keep thinking gift. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <A tear. laughs> yeah, like Mike Myers one, like you know. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, you know, <laughs> why military bases? I can't see these yeah. creatures just like swarming military bases. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah, That'd also, be a like, great way to go. Yeah. Like we have weapons that like emit high pitched sound yeah. and stuff like that. Like why would I just We've got supersonic, subsonic frequency? They're, they've been messing around with weapons that do that stuff. I mean, it comes Also, on. I mean, this is, this is, they don't ever say if there's it's this planet, it's, it's this area. Right now. They don't know yeah. anything that's out there. It's just okay. the ones that are just around here. You know? All right, fair enough. You know, it's just their little, little house in the Commune. middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, but I thought the I, ending was a little tacky too. I liked, I liked the, the last. The, the, I liked yeah, it. I, I, I didn't mind it, but it was a little. Eh, okay. Yeah. All right, all right, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> I go didn't mind it. You go, girl. Yeah. You, you yeah. and your no, shotgun. It's YGG. Why did you just say YGG? YGG. Okay, okay. I got okay. it. <laughs> YGG. <laughs> with you and your shotgun and your, thing, your cochlear implants. Last thing I have to say about this is uh, just watch. It comes at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like if you it's, want a movie like this, it's better it's, and it's, it's, actually it's scary. It's not a typical horror film like I guess maybe the marketing made it out to be, but just go into it. It's just a, like a thriller yeah. and see how you feel about it. But yeah. but all right. Uh, what are, so Star ratings? It's three and a half for me. I give it three. Yeah, I give it three. Yeah. Chloe <laughs> <laughs> concur is yeah. three. YGG. One of the, YGG. Yeah. the last episodes you did something. You're like, yeah, something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to keep more on the actual path. I appreciate as it. Yeah. Far as I kind of, stars. I kind of missed that at first. It sort well, of I got under my skin, but two now... shows ago. <laughs> Under your skin? Well, no. Two not, shows not ago, I gave 87,000 stars. It was just like, how is, how is anybody supposed to be able to understand well, if what to do with these? I did now, give, now I gave I like a of... Pretty Sunset one. <laughs> yeah. Black Panther. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yeah. true. Now I don't know how you feel about a film if you give it normal star ratings. I find it. Well, I'm ill. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. But, uh, I literally spaced out you. the time when you guys were all talking. You know, I like to interrupt. I was just gone. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for being here. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Brayden. No, I'm. Thank uh, you for I, having me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being a friend. Yes, Brayden. Traveling down. I actually hate that show, again. but I appreciate the nod anyway. Okay. Well, uh, we can. Eighty uh, sitcoms. Move into our probably what will be sh- will sh- be short discussion. About. I have lots to say. Okay. Great. About a cure for uh, Gore Verbinski's a cure for wellness, and we have a clip, so take a listen. Something in the water at the bottom. I don't see anything. Did it hurt? 
can't remember. Better that way. I saw you before. You a patient here? She's just so much younger than everyone else. Director Volmer says I'm a special case. What about you? Are you here for the cure? No. Actually, I was just leaving. Alright, so uh, A Cure for Wellness was released in 2017, right? 16. 16. Uh, and uh, it's directed by Gore Verbinski and... <laughs> Stars Dean DeHaan, Lucius Malfoy, Jason Isaacs, Mia Goth. Uh, someone else from Harry Potter, right? Because I said, oh, that's funny. That's my question. How do you get a name like Mia Goth? Nice <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, the plot synopsis is an ambitious young executive is sent to retrieve his company's CEO from an idyllic but mysterious wellness center at a remote location in the Swiss Alps. Yeah, but, I thought it was Germany the whole time. But suspects <laughs> that the spa's treatment are not what they seem. Um, so this one uh, kind of, it got, the reviews were mixed, and it, yeah, it, didn't, it, do it, so high. it did, didn't do so high. It's kind of one of those kind of studio films that is just so strange that, yeah. and it did have a, a huge big name, name actor to really draw people in, I think, like Shutter Island, you know? Right. Um. But I, I personally, it's not a perfect film, but I love it. It's so, um, just has this, so many weird, bold things in it that are, like, both horrifying and just so surreal. And it, it looks incredible. It Cinema, does look really um, good. Probably one of the more underrated films in terms of, terms of cinematography. Yeah. Um, good score. I, I do actually like Dane DeHaan in this a lot. He, he's he's kind of hitting this so for me. He's so confusing as a person. He just, to my core, um, I'll never understand him. Yeah, um, and it, so it's done by Gore Verbinski, who we've talked about a few times <laughs> on the show, uh, who did the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy, the original one, um, Rango, the Lone Ranger, and uh, this. This. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess he did the original Ring before the Pirates Oh, that's films. right, that's right. Yeah, huh. and I, I, I'm a huge, I love Rango, I love Lone Ranger, I love the original Pirates, so I'm a pretty, I'm a gorehead. Gore <laughs> um, but I, I, and I'll agree, definitely too long. But at, at the same time, yeah. I kind of like. I thought which part, I think the beginning's too long. Everybody the build hates, up to them? everybody hates the last half hour, which I thought was the best part. See, that's the stuff that it's so weird that you. It's almost in the way it's like Mother, where it can lose people completely. Cause nah, it, I, I think nah. it could. <laughs> Um, so just go off the rails in the end. So it it kind of goes into but some it, really it's like strange a, ideas. I like it. Don't get me wrong. It's like a really dark Adamant video, if you know who that is. There's just <laughs> very really dark what video? Adamant. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know who Adamant is. I know Adamant, yeah. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but, uh, and it is kind of an interesting twist on the mental asylum aye, aye, aye. Um, kind of mental institution. <laughs> Over that. But yeah. Yeah, and I mean, so there are certain tropes and styles in this that are familiar. I mean, familiar. it's got a lot of holes. There's a lot of stuff that's not great. Like the mom, matter. first of all, not like, very good uh -oh. with the lady characters. But anyway. Well, well, the plot doesn't bother me, really. It makes no sense. Shutter Island doesn't make 
No, no. Don't even. Totally different. You, you could pick apart movies no, like can't. that easily. I think. This makes no sense. Okay. First of all, I'll last night last I checked, girls don't get their periods when they get a crush on someone. <laughs> sure. <laughs> really positive. That's not how that works. Okay, but that's that's that's, that's, that's a, like a character. That was a thing. big part. That's not image. a plot hole. That's just an eye. That's my that's person is who wrote movie. the script. Then? The men, <laughs> the two men. Uh, it's, it's, chicks it's, believe it's, when they it's, like us. <laughs> it's, it's the guy who wrote uh, the script for Revolutionary Road and The Lone Ranger. Which I love. Revolutionary. Well, it's a great book though. So like, is there also with like some. some just like in a bleeding, there's an abortion. The, I'll say that, there's some yeah. uh, bleeding down there he in that movie a, too. <laughs> he has a yeah, and the, um, I don't know. Bleeding by the wrong word. One thing yeah. that is good. Um, I, I mean, I don't doesn't really bother me about plot holes, but um, there's some pretty good body horror in this. I mean, I won't say what it is, Ugh, but, but there's yeah. some really effective visual body horror. Yep. I tried to skip it, and it kept going back. The no Chloe, <laughs> like, nope, <laughs> not allowed. Um, but yeah, definitely some that stuff is. So weird and creepy that it's really effective. Pretty good. Yeah. It's confusing. It just should have been, they need, it's like that common thing where you're working with a huge, you just need to chisel it down a bunch more. You know what I mean? Like somebody else needs to come in. Take off the edges. Thank you. Yes. I feel like this is one of those times Um, where they're just like buddies. We're just like, let's sit down and write this thing like on Monster and one night. And they need just a calm presence to come and be like, this is stupid. Um, let's revise this. Yeah, yeah. And let's take a little time. I'll, I'll agree with that. It goes a little too far at times, but I just appreciate studios making films like this now. I Me mean, too, it's, it's, but it's... I also resent it when they're not that good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's the problem. Is uh, I do, but it's the studios. Studios much, are taking chances on films now, but the problem yeah. is the films that they're taking chances on are not worthy of those chances because they need to bring in some new. Some new blood. Yeah. Well, I just, I just want Gore Verbinski to keep yeah, doing we movies know. like this. Also, I'm still pretty sure it's in Germany. I don't care what anyone says. Okay. The song speak, was German. That speak, castle's German. Because well, I know German, history. They speak German. It's in, I know, but. They speak many languages there. I know. German, French. But the castle's in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to both those places. Really? Yeah. Okay. Hated them. No, I hated Germany though. Whoa! Like I've never hated a, anywhere. Wow, well, that's pretty strong. Statement. I know. I left North Carolina once. Well, they do have a bit of. <laughs> that's uh, pretty cool. I guess they do have a bit of a shady history. Yeah. Well, that's not why. That's not why. But um, I was kind of expecting free stuff, which was totally unjustified. <laughs> <laughs> like it made no sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, and yeah, visually, it's that's probably one of my favorite things about it. Um, yeah, and also good. Anything's with the. Uh, the snakes, or I guess they're it's eels. eels, whatever. It's eels. a whole movie, Henry. Sorry, eels. sorry, it just slipped my mind. The whole I'm... movie's about eels. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> there's a huge twist. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're all eels and humans. It's a scientific yeah. film about eels. I feel like that. You know, the Meg is coming out soon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. The Meg, like sharks. Oh god, run. What's it called? The Meg? The Meg, yeah. The Meg. Oh. It's about the huge shark? Yeah. Like my... Megalodon. Yeah. Mego, the biggest fan of the show. Yeah, the Meg. The Meg. The Meg's got me. So how are you about this film about you, Meg? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'll agree there are plenty of things you can nitpick, but I think it's... The sum of its parts is more interesting than usual. It's much more interesting than the majority of films I watch, so... The story is pretty creepy, but... Again, didn't like the. I don't blame the girl. I blame how they told the girl to 
to be. Terribly thought through. And it's creepy. The relationship's creepy. I even looked I'd up their ages. I say it's intentional, though. To be creepy? No, not... Which one are you talking about? The, the doctor. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Dane DeHaan and, and the girl. I wouldn't say that's meant to be... Uh, you know, the the notebook. Well, Dane DeHaan is I think just, it was. That's also pretty creepy. That shouldn't be that. There Dane we go. DeHaan Thank himself you. is just creepy. No, but he's he's not, though. I was, I really? was shook, Brayden. He's I actually, like, super charming. And I was like, what is happening? Really? <laughs> yeah. It was I, weird. Don't, he looks I haven't kinda, seen him in a lot, but every time I just look like at him, he looks like a giant ill creepy. child. Yeah, so I was going to say, he looks ill. Like, yeah. he looks, like, pallid. And, like, which, which fits okay. this movie. I'm not going to yeah, no, it was it was very it was odd casting. I'm not trying to. He looks like the evil twin brother of Leonardo DiCaprio. He does, which I think is what works for him. Hmm. I com- I concur. I think is intentional. The whole time I was watching, it's like this he's is a, like fake Leo. He's always yeah. He's right, always, yeah. he's got like the Leo yeah. sort of look, younger he's Leo look about yeah. him. But he's always like. <laughs> Dying. Super, yeah, like, super like, shifty Leo guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like hunched over. I can see him sitting yeah. at a desk with his hands up. And, yeah, no, like was, the T-Rex posture. Going, yeah. 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 I'll get him this time. But yeah. I, think, I think he was also too young for the role. I think he didn't quite... Because he, he plays a businessman. And just young I was thinking if you untan Army Hammer, he would have been good. I, think I would untan been. Army Hammer. <laughs> You can't untan <laughs> un- the hammer. But I know that you like all we talk about, but I'd say yeah, that'd be a good. He was good because choice. he fits the kind of Wall Street kind of deal, yeah, does, but also yeah. he can get through. I think it really works. Yeah, but, I agree. Yeah, no, it was the visuals were really good. Like we said, plot was kind of interesting. It was really stupid, but like it was pretty interesting. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I liked the last half. I was expecting it to go like. T- which might be it. It might be that thing where you expect it to be so bad that it's kind of like Mitt Romney during that. Uh, the, I call it the Mitt Romney effect. The but Mitt Romney during effect. that debate he had with Obama and he like knew how to spell his own name. So people were like, oh my God, he was so good. Oh, yeah. he, <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't remember the. Yeah. Um, his all of his points that he wanted to fix yeah. in the country, you know? Yeah, but basically because he didn't like literally just fall over he did pretty well yeah. which might have been what happened to me with the last half hour isn't that basically what the metric is for trump these days yeah pretty much he, he didn't say anything outlandishly stupid yeah i don't think that's one happened day. Yet. One, day's the record. <laughs> one day record <laughs> yeah uh, but uh anyway no i like the last half hour the most most interesting visuals like we said were really good probably the strongest part of the movie dina han was like up and down for me now does it have like in terms of, like the plot does it is it really plot focused or is it kind of like yeah it's yeah, very it's, plot it's also kind of it is all about that one instant that center and so yeah. it kind of but you don't know what it works, oh. works together I yeah. guess but at least for me because like I know a lot of movies I, I, I don't know much about this movie but it seems like one of those types of movies that there's a lot of exposition there's a lot of plot like leading up to like a halfway mark yeah. and then it just kind of like intentionally does this but like goes off the rails and, and it's right. just they more hold about off. they hold off like, though until the last like half hour yeah, though, like yeah. I said, which is pretty yeah now, now nice. Capri, are you either a much of a Gore Verbinski fan or do you like films like this like kind of mental institution <laughs> it's not a mental institution it's, 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 it's not it's, 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 it's a twist Cooper tell us about your time there well let me tell you about my time I like okay so I like Rango I do like Rango, and I like it's One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, so... Of course, so is this good. Just Nothing like... No. Okay. Do you like Shutter Island? Uh, not particular. It's not that, like, 
it's not that similar to Shadowrun. Not not crazy about Shadowrun, but I I like I do admire like big budget films that just say F it mm-hmm. and yeah. just say like I I like I know <laughs> very polarizing movie, but I like Mother. Yeah. Um, just because it's just like we don't have to do what all the other films are doing that have this type of uh, budget. You yeah, know? I like you see that, that it takes chances. And I respect yeah, that the studio took a chance on it, but I mean, it, 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 it treats the audience like morons. I, I I think that like it, it. We don't have to get into a mother conversation. <laughs> right now, but. Yeah, we're gonna get another bad review. I'm gonna embarrass some man again. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that? The one bad review we had on the iTunes. Oh, yeah. oh is that guy? He, <laughs> He didn't like our take on Mother no, and, and thought Henry was like him. God's yeah, gift yeah. to critics. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm That'd be a good podcast name. God's, God's gift, gift to the critics. Of critics. Uh, of critics. Uh, to the critics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you probably get some good reviews, don't you think? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Certified go, fresh. Go, go solo. <laughs> solo show. So, wow. Fireside chat. The yeah. hubris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, right now, to our own show, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, go on, Coop. Um, no, I'm definitely intrigued by it. So. Yeah, I think, um, I think you may like it. So It's um, not a mental institution film. It's a twist clear. on that idea, yeah. I think. Much better. Because it's well, a wellness I, I, center. I, it's all about people being all their minds being kind of twisted as to what it really is. And all they were that, called, so. um, what were they called? Sanitariums? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. It was like the old Kellogg's wellness center. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- I mean, that was, what was it? He had a place up in like Battle Creek, Michigan, and I forget what it was called, but it was some, it, this is a sort of a take on that. And I think it's interesting. And I thought that was a fascinating concept for a film. Yeah. It's, it's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, and the visuals look, Stunning. I've always liked Gore yeah, Verbinski's yeah. visuals. Even yeah, if I don't necessarily too. am a big fan of the films and Johnny Depp drives me nuts. And that kind of, <laughs> He's um, only in this as three characters. It's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, the, I've always liked Gore Johnny. Verbinski's visuals. I still remember, uh, what is it, the third one? Where, uh, Jack Sparrow is sort of in that limbo area. Yeah. And then awesome. the, the boat yeah. and all the little crabs and then the, the all the Jack the Sparrows all over the boat. Yeah, yeah see that's and that's I why mean, I love Gore Verbinski is he, he just does takes some, these risks, these you know. Yeah, he goes, does some really interesting scenes. And whether you like it or not, it's fine, but he just goes for it. Yeah, I mean he does some really interesting scenes and some of the stuff uh the, the I'm thinking again, I think it's the same film where they're they're on the map and then they flip reality and then the yeah. ocean flip. And I mean, he does some really fascinating, cool little things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I really do appreciate some of the, some of the things that he does with, with his visuals, with his aesthetics. And so I do want to see it. It's just, he gets a little too caught up in some of the cutesy wackadoo things that he does mm-hmm. sometimes, but at least he takes, takes those risks. Yeah. So I, I want to see cure for wellness. Yeah. I just, I don't know how you keep selecting the only films that, for some reason, are not available it's, for, it's for really streaming weird. rental online. It's an odd marketing thing. Yeah, I don't get I mean, it's been over a year since that film was out, too. Yeah. Right? Hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, so. It was on something, I'm pretty sure. It was, I think it was on one of my watch lists, and then it was vanished. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, because I looked everywhere, and I you, if you Google it, it'll show you different streaming services. Yeah. And it wasn't on Netflix. It wasn't on YouTube. It was only available for purchase there. It said Voodoo, so I was going to go try to watch it on Voodoo, but then I went to Voodoo, and they only had it for sale. 
Which, Stupid voodoo. Yeah. Stupid voodoo video. <laughs> uh, Messing with you. I don't know, and I was—I'm sorry, but I wasn't about to buy it having not seen no, it. No, that's before, fair. So. That's fair. Uh, I thought it was. I mean, I tried. Unless I went to Redbox, which I didn't do. Maybe mm. they had it in Redbox, but you thought it was entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's ultimately that's what the beginning was boring. The beginning was, was boring. It was on my best of year list, so some yeah. of the some of the dialogue was a little. A little yeah. out there. Sure. Well, roll, roll my eyes. It's, it's kind of yeah. like in, in the pseudo intellectual. I, I guess I talked about when we did the end of your list. It's kind of like Valerian, where I, the sum of its parts just is just so much more interesting than the few the things you could point out about yeah. the flaws. You it's know, not worth getting in the weeds with all the little stuff. No. Yeah, and at, at, at times it's pretty aware of how ridiculous it is. I think. So. Yeah. yeah. But, is, it, is it rated R? Oh yeah, it's it's Ooh, definitely, yeah. It's definitely got, oh yeah, it's got some R stuff. In I only watch R rated movies. <laughs> yum. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> it's yum in a, in a nutshell. <laughs> um, One ticket for the R rated movie, please. <laughs> no, I'm not two twelve year olds stacked on <laughs> a trench coat. Yeah. I can totally see him walking up in a trench coat. <laughs> One adult ticket. Creepy little dude. Who's calling us to be on The Simpsons? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. You see, you like want like kind of <laughs> wandering up to the the ticket counter. Oh, and shaky, shaking yeah. back and forth. This huge trench coat. You're eleven feet tall. <laughs> someone, someone, someone opens the the um the coat in the middle, just like looking at the money up. Yeah. Here's, yeah. Oh, it's like, like the, an arm sticks out from like it's, yeah. It's the gold belt member. Buckle. Awesome yeah. powers and gold member thing where the mini me is on he's like on top of uh uh austin powers yeah. and he, he sticks his finger his yeah. hand out yeah i uh the first r-rated movie i ever saw in theaters was uh tenacious d in the pick of destiny <laughs> and uh right. me and uh my friend convinced his dad who's like you know like the cool dad like he listened to fish and like <laughs> Like, tool. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love it. He did like Tool, actually, and yeah. Mike would always order us pizza and let us stay up late, and we're like, come on, let's go see Tenacious D, and he, like, bought tickets and then, like, gave them to us, and then we didn't have to, like, go with him, and we, like, were like, hell yeah, we're 12. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember the first R-rated movie I saw. Yeah, that was a big moment for me. Very, very big moment. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, have no cl- I started so young on this. I mean, I saw R-rated movies at home, but, like, in theaters yeah. by myself without a parent. Hmm. That was, yeah. So, yeah, I have no idea. I'm happy for you. <laughs> anyway, what do you guys give this movie? I'll go Life Five. I mean, Life Five. It was on my best of year list. So Life Five. It's not not a perfect movie by any means, but I love it. Yeah. I give it a forced smile. <laughs> a forced smile. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, there's a lawnmower going out there. It's nice. unfortunate. People got to mow their lawns. Yeah. Don't they know we're recording in here? <laughs> Darn you. <laughs> Damn, you kids and your lawnmowers. Um, Our lawn just gets mowed. Like, I don't know who does it, when they do it. It what? just happens. And we have, like, quite a... It's, like, relatively expansive. And it's, it's just... the lawn gremlins. Yeah. Yeah. They so come like, and they mow your lawn I don't know. People also do our, like, recycling and trash for us. Like, I don't know. I think those are just, like, you live in a little fiefdom. And, you know, those are, like, the, the peasants. I don't. The serfs come. The serfs come. And... Maybe. We do have a little moat, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only a few may pass. More yeah. like a creek, but it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's moat-like. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but yeah, so... All right. Well, I guess we can move on. There's not much news to talk about unless anyone has something that 
I haven't even been able to. There's I work not many movie trailers. I, I can't even there pay There are, though, so. and I Nothing told myself I was going to write them down this time. And then I didn't. Appealed in this. I'm but. trying to remember what I saw trailers at the beginning of uh, oh, oh, oh. Quiet Place what? yesterday. Duh. Timmy's oh. new movie. What's wrong with you? Oh, Hot Summer Nights? Hot Summer Nights. Oh. I'm oh. in. Oh, it's Mi- going to get dark. Oh, okay. Micah Monroe oh. in that? I don't know who she is. She's she's from It Follows. She's in that. She's the, oh. the, the girlfriend. She's great. Um, a little bit of news. Uh, they released the runtime for this Han Solo movie. It's like over two hours. Is it? Like I think it's a good. Day I thought it was going to be an hour and a half kind was, of deal. Yeah, I don't know. I think Avengers is what two forty. I'm not making a prediction, but I just have a sneaking suspicion. You hate it. You've hated the, it from the beginning. The Han Solo. I'm here for it. It just feels so throwaway. Well, it just yeah. it just looks like it's just another a basic action adventure yeah. film. It's just another yeah. team getting together in the Star Wars world and being all being rebels. Like it's yeah. just <laughs> Yeah. That's I all mean, right. Rogue One I thought was That snuck up on me. Because yeah. I was not excited for that. I wasn't I thought it looked whatever. I was and it was of, awesome. I was sort of looking forward to it, but I wasn't I didn't have high hopes, but it honestly is is I I like the, the, the recent canon. I really find serious fault with a lot of the naysayers. But Rogue One just absolutely blew me away. It's just far and, and away the and best. See now, yeah. But we don't need to see another Rogue One about a team getting but, together. Yeah, know? especially I mean, with, like, don't show me a young Han Solo that isn't Han Solo. Like, it's not Harrison Ford, so it's going to seem weird. I can sort of get past that. They're going to have to, you know, if you're doing back. He matched the voice. Right. He did a good job. But, yeah. But. Yeah. I'm not a huge Ron Howard fan, so there's that. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, it just it just strikes me as, as very, very much sort of ooh, sci-fi action adventure, and we get in spaceships and fly around and shoot some stuff, and it yeah. doesn't have the sort of um, complex, wacky stuff, the moral ambiguities and complexities that uh, sort of surface in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. In terms of are we freedom fighters? Are we terrorists? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it is it is it morally uh, is it sort of morally equivocating, or is it an absolute necessity to carry out these sort of uh, sabotage yeah. assassination attacks for for sort of the the quote unquote greater good in order to promote this republic? Yeah. Uh, so I mean, a, a lot of a lot of complex concepts wound up in yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I guess there was a new trailer for Han Solo. I didn't even. Oh no, I did watch. Well, it. I, I didn't watch it, but there it, was it looked one a little bit better. It, this it, just, it looked just, better. I don't know. I, I did looks... like the the joke at the end of the first one where he's like, "We're fine. I didn't think we'd be okay. We're fine. But it's fine. We're fine. You know." And it, it, like, kind of, I just his delivery. Yeah. I think that's going to be the thing that will kind of, for me at least, will will save it if the performances are just not decent or yeah. at least yeah. somewhat memorable. Right. Yeah. But we'll see. Oh, the trailer for How to Talk to Girls at Parties. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. Is that does that look good? Looks very odd. Like That's, more odd than I. Because it's an alien. There's alien stuff in there. I right? know, but it's just so weird. It's too much for me. How to talk to girls at parties. It's about yeah. aliens. Well, so. maybe I should watch that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they bleed if you like. If they like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you like your period? They bleed. <laughs> Yeah. I'm a very handsome adult yeah. man. <laughs> Come on, ladies. Come on. I'm here. I can't take off my trench coat. Though. <laughs> that's, that's a no-no. Yeah. Oh. No, it's like, it's like 
glam punk 70s whatever and then like England like northern England and then some aliens invade Nicole wait, Kidman's wait, there wait, 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 wait. Who's, who's in this Al Fanning and Nicole Kidman I don't know the guy hmm. and if I don't know him Brayden yeah. Yeah, give it a look when you got a, a hot right. second. It looks I think I may have so, seen... So, 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 so weird. Yeah, I think I may have seen uh, a trailer for it. I'm also not interested, though. Okay. Mm, cool. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. It, well, it was, I was kind of into it before I saw that. It a, I, I read the piece from which it was based. Hmm. Pretty interesting. Cool. But it's just not... Cool. I don't know. So well, weird. Uh, just watch the trailer, and then you'll think I'm less... Yeah. Whatever. But um, ineloquent. Yeah. So, but all right. I guess if there's yeah, there's not much news. So not about fanning trailer though. Mary Shelley. Oh, the Mary Shelley. Yeah. No, I'm not here for it either. It's okay. Cool. Frankenstein. It's, 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 it's no. It's no. It's about Mary Shelley. It's no oh. Victor Frankenstein with Danny Rad. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Rad. Yeah. yeah. Somebody asked me. D Rads. Um, at the camp I work at, everyone's obsessed with. I met Harry Potter, right? And so someone I was working the my boss lady told the kids whatever and one of the kids was like what do you smell like <laughs> <laughs> you smelled like magic but yeah <laughs> yeah oh. speaking yeah. of famous people do you guys know zizek you know zizek like the okay. again never mind this is a separate music uh, no no zizek is like a he's like a modern philosopher he's like this he told this, us this oh oh yeah 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 i, I told you about this go before. for it I thought Brayden. It's your time to shine. No. Say yes. My roommate had lunch the other day. It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's, my roommate's on another level. He is. That's Passion Phil. Passion Phil. Passion Phil. Maybe don't come on the show. Sometime. Call out. Shout out. Yeah. He and my best friend Connor would probably be friends. Yeah. Yeah, and then Connor will leave me alone not talking about stuff I don't care about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, all right. Well, I guess we can just move on to some listener questions. So, the Buds podcast at gmail.com is the address that you can reach us. We'd love to hear from anybody. First time, first time <laughs> listener, or if you've been listening for a while. Um, oh, my dog's uh, clawing at the door. Um, but, uh, and you can also <laughs> reach us. This is our favorite part. Yeah, you can also reach us on Twitter at, at FilmBuds and also on Facebook. So we'd love to hear from you. And the first one we got um, is, uh, so this is from Amy. No, no location, but it uh, says, hi all. What would be the performance or performances, method or not, that you would have liked to have been on set for or seen the process of that actor becoming that character? For me, it's Anthony, Anthony Perkins in Psycho, Daniel Day-Lewis in There Will Be Blood, Michael Keaton in Birdman, and Charlize Theron in Monster. Man, Thanks ready. for everything. And Thank you, I'm gonna, Amy. I'm going to let my dog out. Hang on. One of mine would be Leonardo DiCaprio in The Aviator. Oh, show. So mm. I feel like he doesn't do much work. I feel like he just rolls up, rolls up, yeah. Yeah. Says, oh, I'm scared of everything. Great. Just goes for it. I'd have to say, I mean, if Leo DiCaprio needed a party or basketball diaries, either one of those, yeah. which is strange because it's like very early and very, very, well, not late. I mean, he's still got very much of a career going. There's it, like a good 15 year gap. There is, yeah, two. a sizable gap between those yeah. two performances. So I don't know. What I mean, about The Wolf of Wall Street? That'd be a cool performance to watch. But he was doing a lot of... Ugh. No, he was, was like, not. Cocaine. I mean, no. I don't know. That method going, man. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, acting, it's like big bombastic performances like that. Like the stuff that he did in Basketball Diaries and, and, and Departed was more subtle. Yeah. Whereas the character of Wolf of Wall Street yeah, is such a bombastic asshole. Yeah. It's just, it's just, you, you just play a bombastic asshole. 
hey, look at me, I do coke off of hookers. Hey, yeah. that's awesome. You know, and I mean, okay. I mean, his who performance. Don't? Yeah. <laughs> who, who doesn't these days? Yeah. But, um. <laughs> Koopy. Secret shame, you know? Uh-oh. Um, no, but, well, I mean, I was, I was texting Brayden about it last night, but, um, uh, Dan O'Dayloos and Lincoln. Like that, that performance, because I'm actually oh, yeah. reading, um, Team of Rivals, the book that it was based on, mm-hmm. the, or the film Lincoln was based on. Um, and it's pretty incredible to see just the little, like a sentence that is in Doris, Ker- Doris Kearns Goodwin's book. And it's like an exact channeling of that, um, personality or nuance or mm-hmm. his demeanor or delivery. And it's like so spot on. It's insane. So I would have loved to either have just been on set watching him deliver those monologues or seeing him how he first went about that, or at least just have a a discussion with him. But, um, and then probably uh, Numir Pass for Elizabeth Salander. That'd be a cool one to watch, I think. What about Claire Foy? Well, we'll have to see if she's good. She'll be good. We don't know. She's got to be good. I I I thought she was good and unsane. Yeah, I well, really I mean, like they did release some uh, photos of the cast and a few set photos. Looks good. But the thing is, we still, I mean, still need to see the Lisbeth Salander design. They haven't released that yet. So, gotta be up to snuff. I gotta say, Philip Seymour Hoffman in anything. Yeah, for real. Um, particularly in The Master. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, that's, well, I mean, that's so much of what made that film so spectacular. Yeah. yeah. That's like one of the best performances and, in it. Oh, and wa- for me, Joaquin Phoenix and in, Inherent Vice and The Master. The see, he's good. I like Joaquin Phoenix, but he's also a method actor guy, right? Yeah. And I'm tired of Because <laughs> all they do is like, the whole like, I have to live as the character all this time. Ah, you yeah. Know, I, uh, me too, Brad. Me too. It would drive me nuts having to see them because it's, it's a constant performance. It's not like a watching him slip into the skin. It's like, I live as this yeah, character. Exactly. I am now this character. And it's, I find it less impressive. I find it less impressive. Yeah. Mm. I don't. Somebody who can who can slip <laughs> into the skin and do deliver yeah. performance. And then go than, out of it again. And then go I, out of it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's remarkable. I it, doesn't, it doesn't bother to me, or it doesn't bother me if, if it's a good performance, it's a good performance. It doesn't matter. Hmm. I mean, maybe on set, sure, but... Yeah. We aren't if, seeing that if, as audience. You know, it's just like what we see if, is what if, we see, if you know. Daniel Day-Lewis has to be method to be in, like that in Lincoln, I'll take that any day of the week. But yeah. if, he, if he if someone has to do that for... Uh, the Joker in Suicide Squad? The, the, the Joker <laughs> like, or, um, I don't know, uh, like Ben Stiller's character in... Along came Sally. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna like play that, an erotic. Like that, man. I don't care. But it's you know, it's if it's a if it's good as a viewer, I don't care. But maybe on certain, of course, as the Joker, probably be obnoxious as hell. Yeah. Having to be like, no, can you do it a little bit like this? No, <laughs> no. You saw so many rats in the mail. Yeah. Jared yeah. Leto. Yeah. Shut up. I hate Jared Leto. Me too. I like Jared. Leto. I don't. I hate, hate I... Jared Leto. I'm just like That's you know, word, get over yourself. Yeah. I have Basically. complete disdain for Jared Leto. I don't. I mean, his I like his him. performance in Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, he honestly. Yeah, he is actually pretty good. He's he honestly like earned. Blade Runner. 
he honestly earned his. Yeah, and I like him in Blade Runner. I didn't like see him as the Joker. Joker. I didn't like him in Blade Runner. Yeah, he's really? my least favorite part. Yeah, of Blade me too. Really? I, I know I'm in the minority. I like him as the Joker. I hate. I hate saying well, it, I but thought, I, I like him. As I thought Batman. he was so good in Dallas Buyers Club, and I honestly thought he was deserving of the Oscar for supporting was, actor. In there. He did. Matthew McConaughey might be one of mine in. Um, I just like to be on the set of the first yes. season of True Detective. Just, 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 all, sit, just hang also, out. Also, you know, I first... love, I love Carrie Jodie Fukunaga. So, like, yeah, I, that's really why I'd be there. But yeah. I protect this for Matthew McConaughey. Oh, uh, Natalie oh, Portman in, uh, in everything and Jackie. That would have been amazing oh, to, to watch. You know, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a, a few. Uh, oh, Robert Downey yeah. Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Well, I, was <laughs> say, I don't know. I don't know why this came into my mind. I don't know if it would be really interesting. But Julianne Moore. Just because I love her, She's it would have been dope. interesting to see yeah, what she did on Boogie Nights. Yeah, oh yeah, but yeah. I really She's loved. Well, I really loved her performance in Don John. Me too. Actually, oh, yeah, right? she was good in that. Yeah, it was I mean, a I, very I, odd movie, but it was a very odd movie. I thought it was actually quite good. Have you seen Don? But her yeah, performance, I liked Don. Oh, yeah. All my friends hated. Oh, I liked really? it. Really? I liked Don. Why? I liked it. They too. just. I don't know. They just. Really well, I mean, I, I can see how it could turn some people off. It's a little. I thought it was. Really good. Yeah. Oh, I, I well, really that's another time. one. Scarlett Johansson under the skin. No, I'm yes, yeah, totally. Yeah, right. How how do you prepare for something like that? And how the do you fact... prepare to walk? She didn't. Whatever. We're not getting into it. Well, I'm so over it. All of the pickups that she did in the beginning of the film. <sighs> that's so like. It's just that 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 it, was uh, she did that. Now in terms that of, wasn't like that wasn't acting. To me, like again, saying that something that's scary is that where she's she talks to someone. At the van, it's like super charming, and then she turns, and immediately mm-hmm. that eye goes blank. Yeah, yeah. It's like she, she, there's she's, nothing behind, her. and she just goes on, and then right. she can ch- turn on again, like yeah. almost like it's like a method type of acting, or, or I mean, not yeah. not method, but in terms of just switching it on and off. That's what right. was amazing. Yeah. Um, I would love to be on the set of Apocalypse Now, just for the <laughs> just for the sake of yeah. all the actors in that. Are actually going insane. Yeah, like right. Martin, the the beginning of that movie with Martin Sheen freaking out in the hotel room and smashing the mirror. He was actually drunk. Mm-hmm. He was he actually broke the mirror with his fist. All like, the blood is his own. Like mm-hmm. father, like son. Yeah, yeah, like he was losing his mind because they were like way over production budget. They were stuck in Laos for like months mm-hmm. on end in like horrible conditions, and they were all losing their mind. Also, Marlon Brando when his bit too, like when he showed up, he was like. Yeah, fat as hell. He was supposed to be emaciated. Yeah. He was drunk when he delivered some of those lines. Like to just see that being performed and just the actual insanity surrounding it would just be like mesmerizing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, probably my favorite performance in like any movie ever is um, Isabel Huber and the Piano Teacher. I think. Oh I, yeah, I might have talked to you guys about. Have yeah, you seen it? yeah. I yeah. haven't. I haven't seen I that, but I have heard so. about. Oh really? It. Yeah, it's like a Beautiful. brutal, it's a brutal, brutal, brutal movie that like, really it's, it's one of my favorite movies, but like, I don't even know if I could watch it again. Yeah. It's like that and the bicycle thief for me, like, I never, I can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, dark, dark places. But that would be another one. I was just thinking so Darren Aronofsky, Requiem for a Dream. That's a tough one to watch. But Aronofsky films, Mickey, Mickey Rourke. Oh, oh, yeah. Jesus. Right? Yeah. Jesus. That'd, be, yeah. that'd be a good one to watch. That'd be, yeah. Kind of heartbreaking to you because you thought that was kind of. Yeah. That was going to be his. Comeback. Yeah, it should just... have been. And you know, Sean Penn was deserving. I don't doubt that. Yeah, it's still just heartbreaking that Mickey worked in. That that was he's so good in that. But mm-hmm. Isabel Huber and Piano Teacher, like she has to play so many different roles within that movie. Like in the movie, she is this like very like terse, mean piano teacher 
that she has to like keep up this like super just like hard ass type of like role for that part and then she also lives with her mother and has this weird dynamic with yeah. her mother where she's like almost like a child mm. and like she's like literally like a teenager when she's at home with her mother and then there's all this then there's the the heart of the role which is she's a sadomasochist mm-hmm. and the sexuality uh surrounding that and just like the like the dynamic i can't fucking speak dynamism, dynamism between all those roles at yeah. once and how she can just play all of them and it just bleeds together so well it's like watching her in that film is like it's like the most art yeah it is truly incredible like you guys need to see that movie yeah. it, you would love it yeah um that's, you would like it yeah but first of all don't watch it with anyone else you're a very pervert henry it's, <laughs> it, well, it's not even like it's pervert it's not nothing about that movie is sexy it's all intentional yeah nothing about well, that yeah movie. it's like, one of those things where there's there's you 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 hear about it and you think ooh, erotic no sexy. no nothing but about then you it watch it and it's it is so goofy and sexuality is so awful watch it and then listen uh to haneke talk about filming sexuality and sex in movies is that the guy who did one one top black black top no 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 Michael, different guy. Well, that's, Michael Haneke? no that's what i was thinking about the nymphomaniac right you know, yeah oh yeah sexy stuff, then you watch no. nymphomaniac and the, the sexuality <laughs> in that is yeah. just so but this this is even more raw than that like this watch the film watch hear michael Haneke talk about sexuality and it, it, it well it's also weird because he talks about his inspirations for this film and like real depictions of sex in movies and he brings up 120 days of Sodom. I'm like, okay, that's not real. <laughs> if that's real sex for you, then you got to go to the psychiatrist. Yeah. But um, the film is great. Isabel Huber is, I, I, for me personally, it is the best performance I've ever seen. In really? Movie. Yeah. You yeah. got to see it. Um, and I know, I, I know I'm going back to it, but I, I did rewatch Lincoln last night. Um, and it's like, sometimes just those, those, I was telling Braden, it's like the, the monologues and you see his, how his eyes are changing and it, so channels what you would think Lincoln is and it's just so there's not a moment that I feel like I'm watching Daniel Day-Lewis like immediately when you see him on screen you're like that's Lincoln mm-hmm. you know and it's early at least that's how I felt um, and if you personally don't like the film for whatever reason that's fine but that performance is like that doesn't happen that often um, I should just cave and watch it because yeah. you know like as I told I you mean, the other I think night oh, you haven't seen it no, as I told you, well, as I mentioned to Henry the other night, I heard a bunch of people sort of say, refer to it in the same, kind of as historical C-SPAN. I refer to it as a, yes, a snooze fest. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I, I feel like that's, like, the criticism is you could put that on any political drama dealing with politics and Congress and presidents. It's like, obviously there's some people, I, I felt that way at times about Darkest Darker. Hour. You know, it, it's just that kind of personal taste. It's just, yeah. I, mean, I mean, if but, you like the history, then seeing yeah. it. Yeah, and know, especially in terms like, of the timeliness of that, it feels yeah. like you actually see what a leader is, like, or yeah. has been in, in, in the U.S. What a leader can and should be. And yeah. who's, like, so unbelievably, unbelievably pure, Yeah, you know? And it's I just should, like... I should watch that. I mean, it obviously is a really important piece of... Uh, American history. Yeah. So. I, I think overall, even if you end up not liking it, it's worth the for the performance. Yeah, you know. But um, I want to be on any Sydney Lumet set, like either oh, Twelve yeah. Angry Men or Dog Day Afternoon. Oh yeah, oh, Dog Day Afternoon would be so intense. That'd be cool. Yeah, but you know, um, yeah, I love him. He's so good in that. I mean, he's just awesome in everything. Like he was so good in Heat. Yeah. Too right, and I was just thinking, I don't know what it was, but I was just thinking something reminded me I should rewatch Heat one of these days. <laughs> 
Taxi Driver would also probably be a good Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of Robert De Niro's stuff. Robert yeah. De Niro. Like Raging Bull. Oh, or... Raging Bull. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the fact that he yeah. did that in reverse. They did. They filmed that yeah. in reverse chronology. Yeah. So um, crazy. He started oh. off like super, super heavy set. And then as they filmed, the, did the film, he, he trained, boxed, trained you know, physical training mm-hmm. and lost shed all. Yeah, all John Krasinski had to do a shave his beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, John Krasinski went full on Grizzly Adams. <laughs> oh, and uh, well, in terms of like comedic, like John Krasinski watching Steve Carell in The Office would have been amazing. Just, just <laughs> get it, being getting to be on set with like how because yeah. like if you watch any um, behind the sets of when they're doing that mm-hmm. sitcom, like anytime he's doing anything, it's just like everybody's like holding back. Burst, bursting out laughing. I would have loved to have watched him actually be that character. You ready for his movie with Timothée? What's that? Timothée. Yeah. What, what movie is <laughs> it's that? It's called Beautiful Boy. He I have heard of that. He's like a heroin addict. Oh, great. And Steve Carell's his dad. An Optimus Prime in Dark of the Moon. I think that, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Watching yeah. the the green screen in which it happened. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. yeah the, the, the green screen. That's that's why I want to yeah. see. Yeah. But, they, yeah, I mean, there are definitely a lot of performances that would be... I like this question. Wh- whether or not it would ruin it, the performance, and you knowing that it's a, right. a performance, it might still be worth it just for that one time of seeing, just for seeing it yeah. in, re- in real life. Well, I mean, so. it's so interesting because all these different actors and actresses would have such, I would think, different approaches yeah. to preparing mm-hmm. for these Even roles. Margot Robbie and I, Tanya. Yeah, that, that would be a crazy good scene. Because yeah. she's probably just staring into a camera, right? Yeah. Ugh. That would have been good. Um, oh, and even though we we're talking about the Joker, I would have liked to have watched Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, that would have been pretty great. Even though it's cr- so creepy, yeah. I would have liked to have, especially like facing off with Christian Bale at times. You know, mm-hmm. that would have been Christian Bale. I'd like to see also. Yeah, de- definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any 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 others before we uh move on? No. All right. Um. Well, here, I'll read this one. So this one's from Allison. Um, and Is there an actual question? Yeah. Skip and so <laughs> uh, she said, um, pick whatever. Allison, why are you telling Henry to? She had that one of my friends. Oh. One yeah. of my dearest and closest companions. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Every, 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 I usually hear from one of Chloe's, at least one of Chloe's friends, at least once a week. That's usually. not true. No, it's true. The last few weeks. Unbeknownst to myself. Is she disclosing lurid facts about Chloe? <laughs> no, no. I don't think but, there are. Is like, you? like no? Chloe, I'll, oh, I'll tell true. you about. Sorry, I'll I'm t- not that I'll tell you about. Tell you about one from last week. I did used to get in trouble at school a lot. Um, um, but I mean, which is we'll nothing's that, nothing's <laughs> bad. Nothing's bad about it. But great. They usually just send in questions. So, but she says, "What would you all do if you were suddenly living in a world like in a quiet place where you have to stay silent to avoid being hunted?" Henry, we watch Blu-rays. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I did answer that question. I would just sit here and watch some blues. Yeah, I'd, I'd be gaming. Yeah, Throw, I got my my Audio Technica headphones. Throw them on, just game away. You know, I mean, I would have to be very quiet with my controllers. <laughs> so maybe put a a blanket over my controller <laughs> and like put my hands over the blanket. Um, yeah, I think I could get by. You know, I, I do eat a lot of rice cakes at home though, so I would I have to cut out. I cannot. I would have to cut out that snack. Oh, yeah, I, I eat a lot of cereal, so yeah, um, you're screwed. We'll yeah. just let it get soggy. Yeah, you just have to let it get soggy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh no, I, I would have my uh, my oatmeal stuff that I have at the 
Joe Van Gogh that I make oh, myself. Yeah. That that's the that's the good stuff. I, I don't know what I would do. No, so I take <laughs> a little sideway like side off here. So, um, one of the little granola cookies that we make, the little uh, that we sell, um, oat milk, which is delicious, and then a, a shot of espresso. What milk? Oat milk. Oh, it's it's like you know macadamia milk. milk and oat. Soy milk. It's it's, it's another form. Yes, I know. I know. It, it's very good. Oat, oat milk. Yes, it's called oatly oatly milk. But and then I, I put a shot of espresso, and it is like pure bliss. I cannot wait to drink my espresso when I get to work. I haven't had my morning coffee. Today. Oh yeah, yeah. everyone Joe Van Gogh is caffeine. I don't know if you can tell, ice. but I've been I've been a little. Uh, uh, I don't know what I'd do with my dog though because he yes that's know. the thing having a dog I mean I, they had I, an effing baby voluntarily yeah, so yeah I, I know but like of course I mean obviously I would keep my dog but it's like that that is a thing like your dog no matter what is gonna be barking yeah, well there there they have there are operations that you can actually have remove people the voice did this box? yeah no not to remove the voice you can just snip their vocal cords Oh my god! No, but the thing is, once it this uh, event starts, you can't really go yeah, do that. Well, you know? Yeah, so. you find one of those uh, surviving veterinarians. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, if you're lucky enough to be living right next, my dad to, uh, could do it. Yeah. Then all right, then we're Seek good. Gary would live. Gary would figure it out. He would make I'd it just through. Just a quiet pet like a turtle. <laughs> yeah. Aww, yeah. A boring pet. I like turtles. Uh, now Hank does this thing is a lot where. Really? Yeah, uh, Hank, whenever he eats, like, he'll finish eating and then, like, come over to me and go, like, <laughs> every single time he eats, every single time. So, like, I don't know if that's a vocal thing or, like, vocal cord. He'd be, like, the, thanking you. He'd be, like, the, the, the one person in a quiet place who's eating. Yeah. You know, like, he's eating, eating potato chips right next to you. All <laughs> Big old can stuff. of Pringles. Like, super slow, like, come on, you know. But, yeah, so it would be a pretty horrifying world to be in, but we could do it. Yeah. We all have our own little. I would just go I mean, I, by the seaside that we could survive. Yeah. yeah I, what would you I do, don't know Chloe? what I would do. Just said I would go paint by the seaside. Mm, if I'm by the seaside. Yeah. Good luck getting out there. Yeah. Uh, you gotta walk. Collar pole there. You know. I like I like long walks to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a long one. I don't, we're only about two and a half hours away. So I don't actually like, be like two day walk, maybe three day walk. I'm not super actually into the beach. I'm trying to think whether there be water to conceal mm. my sneezes and stuff. It's cool. <laughs> Try to be practical. Yeah. I paint. Painting's pretty quiet. Painting's very quiet. Yeah. My first inclination is to do sports, but obviously you no. can't spend your... Basically, I'm taking this as like, oh my god, I don't have to do work. Like, I can <laughs> do what I want. <laughs> quiet vacation. Sort of. Yeah. If you can't play music anymore. Yeah, you can headphones. Headphones, you know, like they do. No, I mean, like, but when you're slapping that bass, you can't do this anyway. I have no ability. Well, already. So so that's one of the things I'd want to do is is play guitar. I haven't been able to play guitar for the past two weeks because of freaking Chelsea shit. Maybe you can do. They have like Arab guitar contests. (laughs) Yeah, but you're not actually doing anything. (laughs) You're just faking doing. Brains down by the seaside. (laughs) 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 Shoreline. Pull yeah. a little band, like fake air guitar Van Halen thing. Yeah, you know. perfect. We could all go there instead of doing our recording. We could just all do air guitar band. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. If yeah. I'm not actually producing anything, it's not worthwhile. Yeah. Oh, Brayden, that's not art. Okay, it's supposed to be the process. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Unless you're actually producing something. I mean, what's the point? I don't know. I tend to produce things when I do them. I mean, you know, these method actors, I think their process is stupid. If they don't, unless they produce, if they don't produce a decent film, then it's even right. more pointless. You've, you've you just, been, just talking about the method actors. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. The process is ridiculous. I, the process is material to me. If, I do. You, I always think about that stuff. Like, I think, like, can, if Danny Lewis wants a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, how's he going to get it if he's Abraham Lincoln? Like, yeah. Just think like needs like meds. Like, oh, go to the apothecary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. true. I mean, they could have yeah. a peanut butter yeah. and jelly sandwich because they didn't have peanut yeah. butter back then, right? Like, dude, I want to watch Is the it, office. Well, like, <laughs> yeah. He goes for a whole year, you know? Uh, but, uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, people probably get on my case about this, but honestly, I would probably try to camp out near Barnes and Noble and just like read everything in there. Oh, that's sweet. I like That'd that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm just thinking practically, I mean, you're not going to have a lot of power. You won't be able to sit around and play, like, video games or watch oh, movies. Yeah. They, right? they have power in. Well, how? Yeah, I mean, yeah, see, that's batteries. the thing I don't understand. I guess everything how. just gets left. But well, like, how are they going to run a generator without making noise? How are they going to run a, you know? Yeah, what Well, the? no, when it's, when it's, when it's, <laughs> when it's um, continuous, it doesn't bother them because they're used to it. Oh. It doesn't, like, register with the alien. So it's, folk. like, sudden... Yeah, unusual it's, noises. Yeah, okay. Anomalies. I they didn't show a generator anywhere. I don't know. But they had if like they had like a yeah kerosene generator or something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, and if they did, where, where what's the what's the fuel for? What's the how do they? I don't know, Brandon. The I make the movie. <laughs> you see, by litany of rants. Yeah. Well, maybe it's uh, the just uh, suicide. Just blow. If it, if they're gonna go, just gonna blow up the whole thing. Yeah. Charming. But I mean, there's just so much out there <laughs> to read. I've, I've been reading a lot lately, and it's it's nice to sort of reading's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've been reading a lot like recently too. So. I have a book. <laughs> no <laughs> shit, man. Yeah. That you wrote? Uh, you want no. to plug it? No. God, no. I'm not. I can't write anything to save my life. But uh, but yeah. So uh, well, we have one more. Thanks for the question, Allison. Um, Allison, which is funny. No, I've never heard. No one calls her Allison. Oh, well, that, that's, what, be profesh, that, that's where I email like said, it. I guess. What, does but... she go by Frisco? Frisco! Yeah. <laughs> Frisco! That's my actual middle name. Frisco! Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, but it's on my license. We believe you, Cooper. I don't, okay. I, it's on your I, Facebook I, page, No, I man. believe you. That's that's odd enough that it's 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 something I believe. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I want to see your picture. Or I'll hold up to the mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For our listeners yeah. out there. You look so young. Yeah, I was 17. Man. I'm a grown ass man. I'm now. a grown ass man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, all right, the other one we have is uh from Jeremy in Idaho. Um says potatoes. Yeah, Do you and, know pain? <laughs> and, yeah, and he, he, he mentions uh you briefly in this Cooper. He says oh, what's up, Dear man? Henry, Brain, Chloe, and maybe Cooper. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, Frisco. Buddy. Yeah, Frisco. Hey that, buddy. That would have been awesome if he had said Frisco. Yeah. Um uh why is it that like a highly uh why is it that like a, for example, like a highly res- received film such as A Quiet Place, people write off those who dislike it. There's always like I guess like us. <laughs> there's always <laughs> going to be that. Uh, there's always going to be that for a film. But while I liked it, there have been many others in the past I've disliked: Marvel, Star Wars, etc. That people won't even take into account my decisions 
despite a well-rounded critique, even though they are also very intelligent, smart people. Yeah. Just wanted to hear your thoughts or experiences. Appreciate the show a lot. I think, I think something that it is, is when you watch a ton of movies, it's not like you look at a star Wars movie or we look at quiet place and we say, this is a bad movie. This is poorly made, but it's like when you've seen so many movies, I'm not trying to sound like pretentious or anything like that, but like, you have seen a lot. You've seen a lot. So it's just like when something seems familiar or formulaic, you just like recognize it more and you're like, I've seen something like this. And I've seen something that like in your opinion, like you you might think it's done it better. Um, and that's not to say that these are poorly made movies. Like if I was John Krasinski, I would be fucking so proud to have made this movie. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah it was should. A, like it, was it is. Very, it is a, a, very well done film. Yeah. And the thing is, at the end of the day, you have to always like take what you have to take people's opinions with like a grain of salt because it is their opinion at the end of the day. And I try when I critique a movie, I'm not, I, I try to shy away from declarative. Like this is a bad movie. This is this, like, even though I might sound like that sometimes, but I try to have like a more nuanced approach to um, like critiquing movies and stuff, because there are good parts of movies and there's bad parts of movies. And unless all the parts are bad or all the parts are great, like it's, it's hard to just, lay definitive statement like that but i I think that a lot of times people feel the urge to just like shit on a movie and to like kind of just demean people for liking a certain movie which or dislike it yeah you know demean them for dislike like yeah yeah and that's the thing it's like for me i can be strong i can strongly say like this is a movie i do not like but if you like it or henry's like i like I'm trying to think of a movie that we... Like, Dunkirk is one we talk about a lot. Yeah, and yeah, I was actually talking about that with a friend of mine, but, like, I mean, there's no... Objectively, that film is so well made. Yeah, and I agree. And, and it, it plays with time. It plays with how, like, structure of war films yeah. and even just in terms of the, there being so little exposition. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it has to work for everybody. Yeah. I Like, uh, uh, Jacob uh, number two. Um, Who that? The one who hasn't been on the show yet. Um, he wasn't. He likes Christopher Nolan. He didn't like that movie. Yeah, that's mm. the man. Oh my god, you monster! Yeah. You know, it's like even though he and, might be a monster, he's not. Still <laughs> out. I'm, I'm actually, no, I'm actually gonna be. He actually made, just made a short film. They started. I'm gonna talk about it in a little bit. Um, Is it scary? No, okay. no. Um, but yeah, it's like if and now sometimes they're just horribly made movies. Yeah, but with something like. A Quiet Place. If you love it, that's awesome. Yeah. I wish I... But seeing... Allie loved it. Yeah. Um, but seeing... For, at least for us, we see a movie every week at least. And like... Yeah. So you, you're gonna notice things more. And, yeah. As opposed to someone who um, sees three movies in theaters yeah. a year. Yeah. You know? And another thing too is movies, at least for me, like movies are... Like can be a very emotional thing. Not that I'm going in and I'm crying, but like I attach to movies... And, like, things that I like, I, you almost, I don't want to say you take ownership over them. That's, like, the wrong word to use. But, like, when you really like a movie, you have, a sense of pride. You, you have like, maybe a sense of pride or, like, you have, yeah, you have an emotional attachment yeah. to it. So, if, like, last week you're talking about Spirit Away, and it's a movie I was raised on, it's a movie I love and I'm super familiar with and, like, really means something to me. So, like, if someone shits on it, like, your gut reaction is to be, like, oh, man, like, that like that kind of hurts you know and i think that it almost works in the reverse too where people are just like will attack other movies because it i I don't really well actually i'm kind of losing my train of thought here but i I think a lot of it just comes down to 
people just feel the need to defend their opinion and if, at the expense of demeaning other people's opinions. Um, and it, it is kind of sad, but it is one of those things that you, I, I, I personally, I'm, I'm trying to be better about like critiquing film and I don't want to ever demean someone for liking a certain film or yeah. something like that. But I have noticed it too. So I understand what you're saying. There's a lot of complex social cultural things wrapped up yeah. in, in a question like this, because it's, it's, Rather than people viewing interactions about uh, opinions, everybody's got an opinion, everybody's entitled to it. And that's a very glib thing to say. A lot of people say it. And I also, I'm entitled to disagree with you, which again, it's a glib thing. Oh, everybody's got an opinion. Everybody, Yes, it's, it, that's simply what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody's entitled to it. I'm entitled to have my own opinion and to disagree with you. The problem is anytime people interact with regard to sort of uh, subjective critiques, analysis, uh, views of whatever it is that they're discussing, rather than approaching it as a as a potential sort of positive sum interaction, you have your opinions. I have my opinions. Let's share them and see see what happens. Uh, yeah. Knowing knowing your take on it, it's going to maybe alter mine. Knowing my take on it might yeah. might affect you, and we can grow together yeah. and understand this film perhaps a bit deeper if we yeah. share our opinions on it. It's it's it, Everybody approaches these things in sort of a zero-sum yeah, exactly. uh, uh, paradigm. And so it's kind of like, mine has to be right. I have to be right. My mm-hmm. opinion has to be better than your opinion. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the case. People are welcome to disagree on things. I think it's healthy if they do disagree on things. Yeah. They just have to understand that disagreement does not, it's, it's not, it's not a competition. Yeah. Having opinions is not a competition. Mm-hmm. And so, but I mean, it's also like. Tear from my eye, Brayden. <laughs> yeah. But and also, I feel like sometimes it can just be one film, but then it doesn't seem to affect it with others. And so, like, if Brayden and I shared the same view, viewing about Tomb Raider, Red Sparrow, uh, what's an Ready Player One, and then, like, I hated A Quiet Place, but you loved it, it's like, I, that doesn't mean you can't. Um, understand where i'm coming from as long as yeah. i'm presenting a point that's yeah. that's well thought out but it's like yeah. think it's it's okay to if you hate a movie that everyone else is loving or vice versa that's fine yeah have, have a good reason don't be like oh that actor is stupid yeah, yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you've got if you've got but well if, thought out reasons if you've got some sort of logic or, yeah. or, or or you're able to place your opinion within a context then i'm gonna mm-hmm. i will listen to it i think yeah. that's a valid opinion but if you mm-hmm. say you know, I hate this movie because it's stupid. Yeah. Um, That's not. And also an important movie like Black Panther, people love. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't love it, but I understand the kind the of cultural. Of it, like yeah. if you yeah. loved it because it made you feel empowered for the first time in a long time then, with, yeah, with movies. That's, that's good. That's five out of five for that. Thing. Great. Yeah. I did. I got that somewhat, but I also had flaws. You're not the directed audience. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I no. also just had flaws with the film. That doesn't mean that. Oh my god! I should have given it a five out of five just because it did that, which I understand. I appreciate so much, yeah. but which is that, the thing that is, would be almost kind of unfair to be like, no, just because it does that, it's a, it's a great movie, no matter what. All yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. films like Black Panther and Wonder Woman that came out this year, a lot of people say, oh, they're great, but the, the you're not you shouldn't necessarily conflate the social significance yeah. of the film right. with the quality of it as a as a yeah. technical product. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's it, you can you can separate the two out, but then you know because of the social ramifications of a film, people will 
tend to default to, oh, it's such a spectacular yeah. film. Is it really though? Which I'll agree with, like Black Black Panther. That does so much again. Yeah, yeah the social ramifications does. and Wonder Woman in, yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, I was speaking to somebody. It's interesting discussing this. So I was speaking to somebody who who didn't quite understand why do you know why does a woman running around in tights equate to feminine empowerment? That was, that was James Cameron's uh, criticism. Why <laughs> does a uh, a black man in a superhero costume equate to black empowerment? And um, the way that I look about at it, and I think this is, is that you have people who have, they're just spectacular people regardless of the context, regardless of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so many times if you see uh, a female or a minority character, they're over, they're spectacular because they're overcoming, you know, this tough context, which is, which is a remarkable thing, overcoming a lot of this sort of institutional uh, disadvantages that women and minorities face in certain continent, mm-hmm. you know, oftentimes in America, but this isn't the only place that these, these things exist. But um, you look at somebody like Wonder Woman, you look at somebody like Black Panther and the characters, uh, they're just remarkable people regardless of the circumstances. They're intelligent, they're hum- uh, humanitarian, they're, they're strong. And so uh, it's not that it's not that their strength comes from overcoming some obstacle. Their strength comes from the the absolute quality of the person that they are, regardless of circumstance. Mm-hmm. And I think and, that's the. And I think anyhow, it'll be, be one thing if it was like Wonder Woman was in a bikini, yeah, or like Black Panther was what, just like I, I just want to get big, you know, that's like him just thing working is, out the whole time. Like right, that's one thing, but that's the thing is part is, of the character in a way. Wonder Woman, her costume, I thought it wasn't, it didn't go back to the Linda Carter thing, which would have been ridiculous. Mm-hmm. She had, uh, I mean, it was, what's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't like skimpy or revealing or anything like that. I mean, it was, it's a little dated. It was <laughs> a, a bit form fitting, but it wasn't as though it was, you know, Brain's like, looking for the word tasteful. Tasteful, thank <laughs> you. I mean, it was, it was practical, but it was, it wasn't like, sexy time you know it wasn't like linda carter super form-fitting and it wasn't like wonder woman in a halter top or anything like that mm-hmm. i mean it was it looked it looked uh tasteful functional whatever <laughs> i don't know what the appropriate term would be here. functional but uh anyhow the point being that costume wasn't particularly demeaning and so i think in a sense that was good as well yeah uh but anyhow, we're getting far afield. Yeah, I wanted to say, <laughs> I like the movies you want to like. <laughs> yeah, you do. You with Jeremy. regard with regard to 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 certain films and the sort of momentum that they pick up. And I was talking about this, you know, Shape of Water, Lady Bird, now A Quiet Place. I think what a lot of people Stop it's sort of group think. <laughs> I'm not poo pooing. I thought it was actually quite charming. I didn't think it was all all that in a bag of chips though. <laughs> Good. I'm sorry. It's it just it's you all know, that a lobster roll. A lobster roll. But people become uh, the more the more popular. Uh, uh, well, momentum. that's like a known thing: group polarization. Yeah, group think. Group think. I mean, the more yeah. the more popular uh, sort of the common opinion is the you know the more strongly people hold that because they feel as though they've got this sort of weight yeah. of of popular uh, opinion behind them 
uh, propping them up. And so they feel as though their their opinion is as is sort of empirically or objectively right. But, then but that's that's the point is it's an opinion, which means it's, it, it is inherently subjective. But just so, as dangerous, there's the opposite side of it who I'm not going to name anyone, but someone we know, I feel like. We'll see that something is popular. Are you popular. talking about me? No. Okay, <laughs> I know. Right so, in front of you. I was joking. I know who we're talking about. <laughs> something is popular, so they have to dislike it. Yeah. And yeah. no matter how well-made it is, no matter. and I think this is the type of person that the, this reader is referencing, where it's like people yeah. just feel like they have to dislike something because it's big and it's popular, and they refuse to interact with it because too many people like it mm-hmm. and it, there's something inherently it's, wrong with it it's, it's, it's kind of like the thing actually i know it's i know it's my favorite film but I, i'm going to bring it up but and with mad max fury road yeah there's like if you like i'll even go back to letterbox it says one of the most highly rated films ever yeah. is mad max fury road yeah and it's like that when it has a like a film that has that status there are some people who just so want to write it off like it's not yeah. great yeah you know? It's, 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 why are people, no, whether you personally enjoy it, that's a, that's a pretty spectacular film. That's a, that's a problem is, is, you know, everybody's entitled to an opinion. And a a lot of times the people who are sort of these outlier naysayers, uh, they're intelligent and they have, they have the right to their opinion. But I mean, at what point is it that they're disagreeing with these things simply because they like to go against the, the grain? The grain, yeah. Even if it, even if you have a spectacular film, which is just all around outstanding in terms of everything, and somehow is able to capture sort of the popular uh, yeah. uh, imagination, and then they'll still go out and say, "Oh, it's garbage. I hate it." Yeah, and they'll they'll have bad. reasons. But the question is that they're. Did they go into it disliking it and then fabricate reasons, or yeah. did they watch it with an open mind? Right. And a lot of times, I think it's have, the former, and mm-hmm. that's and that's a problem. To the readers, like you need to identify those people in your lives and then realize <laughs> that their opinions shouldn't affect you because yeah. those people will like. The, I have people like that in my life, and whenever they give their two bits on whatever I like, any art I like, so much. And so I just <laughs> yeah, throw it over my shoulder. That's the that's the problem is is a lot of times i mean their arguments are well thought out these are a lot of times some very intelligent people and so their arguments are are well thought out but that doesn't um there's still the fact that they're going into this with with a they're gunning for it yeah exactly their experience doesn't really affect you yeah yeah but like a quiet place i didn't go in say i'm gonna nitpick this no i i just happened when i started watching it my mind started thinking about all yeah. these things, you know? And yeah. I didn't want to. I yeah. wanted to, to love it, but... Yeah. Well, that's the thing, is there was so much furor surrounding us, and I kind of went, okay, maybe maybe this is actually really good, and I went in. And it was, it was a good film. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it would, it did what it, what it set out to do. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it got some scares, yeah. and I really liked yeah. the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the relationships that it set up and the acting. Yeah. I thought it was... But, you know, it had flaws. Yeah. And it is not this great piece of... Western cinema uh, that that everybody seems to think it is. Yeah, well, but, but here's the thing, though. I, this is might be a little beside the point, but I think this is something you have to keep in mind. Is if we all were reviewing this under the Rotten Tomatoes metric, we would give it a fresh. Review. Yeah, I, I liked know? it, and that's the yeah. thing. It's, I think a lot of times people conflate Rotten Tomatoes percentage with quality of film. To a certain well, extent, that should that is accurate, but there's so many films that appeal to, and I don't mean this in a pejorative sense, appeal to like lowest common denominator. And people will 
will rate it like give it yeah this is good it's not great it's not an a plus film but like it's definitely good and that will lead to 97 98 99 well, percent on tomatoes that's so. the problem with the rotten tomatoes you have to take that with a grain of salt just don't talk it's... to anyone jeremy just never again <laughs> yeah we, yeah it's <laughs> just listen to us the rotten tomatoes grading system is binary it looks at a review yeah. and says is this overall positive or is it overall negative if it's overall negative it scores a zero if it's overall positive it scores a one and then it averages yeah. out yeah the the binary yeah uh, and it can get a C plus and it's still positive yeah. you know so so it, I mean it's it's what yeah I just I find reviewers the, that I trust and I like and that I read yeah I'll read their review yeah. specifically uh, through the Rotten Tomatoes or the other thing is Metacritic yeah Metacritic like it's got weighted averages and that kind of mm, thing the better and it's got a a continuous scale rather than mm. than just a binary yeah they take the they even if it's a letter grade, they'll assign it a numerical score. Yeah, and it averages. But well, no food analogies, so what's the point? Yeah, mm-hmm. so true. <laughs> needs more. But, needs uh, the Metacritic banana. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so good. Good question, Jeremy. Yeah, I, that's a, I think about that a lot, actually. So yeah, yeah. And feel free to if you have ideas on it, feel free to send send us stuff. But well, thanks for the emails, guys. I guess since even if we don't have much, I guess we can just do our picks of the week. Especially since Cooper, you've you've got work in a little while. Yeah, I might do mine real quick and then go uh, for it, and then dip out. Yeah, go for it. Um, so in terms of like television stuff, I just started um, season four or series four as they're putting yeah. it on Netflix of uh, Chef's Table. Oh yeah, know. I've been watching that. Uh, did we talk? We didn't talk about this last mm-hmm. week. Um, if you don't watch Chef's Table, like You're it fucked. is, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's it like I I, I was like kind of hesitant to watch it because like Netflix is inundated with these like food shows with and stuff like cooking this. shows but yeah. like this is the most Strange. well done food show I've ever seen and it focuses more on the artistry behind the food and the chefs in particular like they aren't telling you the individual ingredients that go into each dish like for the most most part you'll just see like a dish like they'll they'll like show a dish and they'll have it done up real pretty and put a title card and they'll just keep going. Like they aren't talking about the individual dishes and stuff like that. It's, it's more, not a cooking show. No, it's no. more about individual chefs and like their stories and um, how they got to be these world renowned chefs. And it's like these little documentaries really about the chefs. Yeah. And this new season is about um, baking uh, and, it, and it's no like typical normal foods, just like baked goods and stuff like mm. that and sweets, which for me was an, kind of off-putting at first because a lot of like that high-end like michelin three-star restaurant food like looks so different from the food that we eat every day like i'm about to go to fucking Donald speak for place. yourself <laughs> um that like the just seeing that food is just like so wild whereas baked goods like a good cookie is gonna look like any other good <laughs> cookie you know like you, you can look at it and be like damn that's probably really good but in the first episode there's four episodes in this new season First episode was not, it, it didn't really grab me as much as some of the other episodes that I've seen. Um, cause it's just this woman who her whole thing is she makes affordable, great tasting baked goods and has kind of built this empire in New York City. It's Milk I'm Bar. I'm trying to remember Milk something Tosi is her name. Yeah. Um, God, I'm forgetting her first name. But yeah, Tosi. I mean, she, she, she started Milk Bar, which obviously is connected to David Chang's Momofuku. Yeah. Which is a Michelin star yeah. restaurant. Um, but it's like an offshoot of Momofuku. Um, and her story is really good, but the food itself wasn't as crazy as... Say, I don't know. I, I, I like that for sure. No, no, no. It's I, like, I don't mean to interject. I, I thought it was kind of cool because she just plays with it. It's whimsy. Yeah. 
But no, I agree. And it's like, I bet the stuff would taste really good. But there's like some episodes where like there's a chef that made uh, an edible balloon that floated above the table that you could eat. Like, I don't know if that's something I would want to eat, but it's like, that's pretty cool. cool. It's so different that it's... Yeah, but you should watch this. I'm not like crapping on this episode. But then the next episode I watched was about this Italian man. Jordi uh, Roca. Frisco. Yeah. The Celere... Uh, Con Celera Con de Roca. No, yeah. it's a Cafe Sicilia. Oh, 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 oh! Sicilia. I'm not. I'm thinking of the third episode. Okay, yeah, the guy, the second episode Sicilia. who does a gelato. Yeah, he makes and, he makes yeah. his gelato, and basically has this this whole like side story of how he like saved the almond in, in yeah. Sicily. Like he was the one that spearheaded this movement to make sure that almonds were still being grown in Sicily because they were being like overproduced and and, mm-hmm. and they were just selling to all these traders and stuff so it's really interesting and all his and all his food is like he has some crazy dishes like he has this gelato with like oysters in it and stuff. yeah i saw that i kind of went what yeah um but you, yeah and the cinematography of the show is like on another level like it it's really they watch this beautiful i'm a sucker for that yeah so and it, i mean it's it's also a cooking show that's ma like <laughs> I would not watch it. Sex in the kitchen. Yeah. No, just, in the kitchen. It's just bad language. Um, yeah, yeah, let's not forget. But um, if, if you guys have ever seen Hero Dreams of Sushi, the documentary. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, I love that. It's yeah. the, the guy that made Hero Dreams of Sushi made the show. Hmm. And he directs a lot of the episodes. In the new season, I noticed that they have some, they're bringing in new directors, but it retains the same spirit. But that's great. And then outside of that, picked up, this is tangentially related to film and tv and stuff i picked up short stories by sam shepherd the library yesterday he wrote um uh paris texas oh yeah and he's he's written a lot of other screenplays and stuff like that award-winning playwright that is you know stepped his uh dipped his toe in and the movie realm so i'm excited to read their short stories and Never read Death of a Salesman, so I picked that up too. Really? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I never read it. Oh my god. So, wow. How did you, how I know. Did you get through high school without reading? How did I get through we being an English minor at yeah. a liberal arts college without yeah. reading? Um, That's a good one. So as soon as I finish my current book that I'm reading, didn't he on, die fairly recently? Yeah. Like yeah. I, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. But I'm gonna have to bid you guys adieu because right, I will we'll <laughs> go for eat thanks, lunch man, before as always. Here okay. We'll, yeah. Bye bye. All right. So uh, Cooper. Uh, has skedaddled skedaddled um so and he Risco said has r- ridden, ridden, <laughs> road, road, yeah and so ridden, we ridden. <laughs> sounded out <laughs> well, i'm trying to think ridden off into the sunset rode off into the sunset well rides off into the, i don't know anyhow but grammar damn you grammar <laughs> yeah anyhow um but yeah so the only thing so i Rewatched all the money in the world, the Ridley Scott. He loves it. Um, I do really like. I don't even know why I like it so much, honestly. Now, I mean, I will say, I the performances are great. I, I find the story very interesting. Um, it looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, even though it's just kind of a natural cinematography, it looks fantastic. Um, and I will again. This I'll completely say there are flaws. It's not at all. I mean, very few things about it are completely novel. But I, I for some reason, I really like it. And then I also rewatched Phantom Thread, which I, I do really like. Just the craft of it. I, I I love the performances, like the the dinner scene where um, I guess Cooper I'm brought so it up. Over this. Yeah, he brought it up. That that scene in terms of the writing okay. and performances is so good. Like it, it just it just the the that's that, kind of what ruined it for me. No, 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 not the not the one at the end. No, he knows what you're talking about. 
The the one the one where in the middle where she's trying <laughs> the to the asparagus or whatever the one where she's trying to um give him a nice dinner. Yeah, that ruined it. She's not really? trying to oh, give him a nice dinner. Scene. First of all, everybody keeps saying that she did it to piss him off. Sure, well, but I mean, uh, either way, I, I I love that scene, but I, I do really like the movie. Um, and then that might be about it, honestly. Um, I haven't. I've been mostly mostly been reading, so been doing other things. So I don't have uh, 30 things to talk about in, like, the last few weeks. But, um, yeah. And then, Chloe, anything for you? I have a list. Great. Because I was, I was, couldn't do much yesterday. Okay. After I got home. I'm not feeling well, so you <clears throat> sick day. I'm kind of. sick AF, Brandon. I don't know why I'm here right now. I'm not going to oh, remember it. I appreciate you being here. I'm yeah. not going to remember it in an hour. Like, <laughs> I'm done, though. I know. I, I've been, like, keeping it chill. Dunzo. Dunzo. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so I watched some of my faves, as one does when ill, right? Yeah. So I watched Amelie. Love Amelie. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great Is that film. on Netflix, I think? Maybe? Yeah, it was. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's for a while. It's on something. You should see. I streamed it. <laughs> you should see his other films. I have. Oh, I have. Bill Contessin I have. City of Lost Children. Of course you have to. I'm just kidding. I was about to make it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> love. <laughs> I love him. I love... I'm a French cinephile okay. over most other, but so I watched that. On that note, that I later watched Breathless. I love. I know I love it more than anyone else here. I don't care. I like it. I watched a movie called The Fairy, also French. Love it. Some dance I, sequences. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Watched Splinterheads. Don't know if you've seen that. Thomas Middleditch and that really pretty lady who's now in Jessica Jones, the blonde Kristen one. Hunter? No, no, the blonde blonde lady plays her friend. Oh. Great movie. That Splinterhead is a great movie. Yeah. If you're, if you're a Miss Stevens kind of person, which yes, I did watch it again <laughs> twice, uh, you'll probably like Splinterhead. It's kind of understated, sweet, slice of life, if you will, with a little about, bit of uh, about nice people. Yeah, I like nice people. Yeah. What That's else did I watch? I watched something else. Ah, I lost my train of thought. Miss Stevens. <laughs> what else did I watch? Ay, 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 ay. Oh, I did watch that other Timothy Chalamet movie, but that was a while ago, called One and Two with Kieran Shipka. Uh, not great. <laughs> he was good, of course. She was, I'm sorry. I know you're the new Sabrina, and I'm here for it. Like, you you go. But it was she was not very good. It was mm-hmm. a weird movie. Uh, I definitely watched something else, but I don't remember what it was, so. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Brain, anything? Uh, I've been watching Chef's Table. I mean, obviously, you know, Cooper and I were discussing that earlier. So I've been watching that. Um, season three of The Expanse, which is based off a series of Oh, I haven't of novels. seen that show. Is that, is that good? I like it. I mean, it's it's sort of, it's it's science fiction, but rather than being all, you know, lasers and robots, pew, pew, stuff like that, there's a lot of, <laughs> pew, 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 pew. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of political intrigue. Which is fascinating. Oh, I it's like that of, mixed in. Yes. Yeah, it's it's a lot of stuff because it's you know humanity's reaching out to the stars, and it's a lot of stuff about the sovereignty of you know terraformers on Mars, and then their sovereignty, <laughs> and then <laughs> the uh, Earth, what are called Earthers, which are you know the people born and bred on Earth. Yeah. And then the people who are called the Belters, who are all the people who occupy the various space stations out mm. in. In space. It sounds like a YA novel, but for adults. 
It's yeah, it's it's more for adults. <laughs> I have one those too. The magicians like is my guilty pleasure. Oh, Not really? that this should be a guilty pleasure. Viewer, this is I wouldn't it. I wouldn't refer to this as a guilty pleasure. Yeah. This is I mean, there's actually some really intriguing stuff that that yeah. is, comes from. I mean, this guy has put in a lot of time researching uh, military history and political theory and international relations theory and all these kinds of things, and it's a lot of jockeying for uh, power. I mean, a lot of it. The, the jockeying for power between these three factions, Earth, Mars, and, and the Belt, are it, it reminds you a lot of sort of uh, interactions during the Cold War, mm. uh, things Sounds like that. So yeah, because I've seen trailers and stuff for it. I just never have watched it, so that does sound cool. Um, I think uh, Venus is going to be the planet, though, if anyone cares in real life. IRL, if it happens. Cool. My money's on Venus. <laughs> Cool. I'm trying to remember how it's Mercury, Venus. It's Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, isn't it? Yeah. Venus is too close to the sun. Nah, it'll be fine. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking Mars already. The sun happened. doesn't matter, Braden. You know. To be I'm honest, I'm not getting any close to the sun. It gets it gets 80 here, and I'm just like, nah, that's forget it. <laughs> forget it. I'm done. To be honest with you, I decided this when I was in. I think sixth grade and I was like Chloe you are so smart I don't remember my my uh, reasoning <laughs> so I'm just stuck with <laughs> I trust little Chloe I do she okay. had her life it's like yes I trust she her she had it together she okay. did yeah <laughs> uh, so I've been watching The Expanse and at the same time I've actually been reading book I believe it's seven in the series um Persepolis I think it's Persepolis Rising I can't, I can't remember there's seven hmm. books, obviously. It's quite a few titles. George R. R. Martin could learn something from this guy. <laughs> this No, seriously, this guy's put out at least four or five novels, if not an entire seven-book series in the time since uh, Martin wrote his last one. Man. Which hmm. I appreciate Martin wants to take his time and put out good novels, and we might get a two-part series for the next one. And he's straight chilling but, right now, also. I mean, he's living he's, the good life. Yeah, and he's had other projects come out since then, but, I mean, there there is a... A point past which you have a certain right, responsibility right, to your right. fans to put it out so mm-hmm. that they can, you know, keep moving forward. Yeah, that is frustrating. Damn you, George R. <laughs> um, anyhow, that's aside. So I've been watching The Expanse on TV and I'm still, you know, Legion. And I have started watching the, the new uh, the new season of Chef's Table, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I do, do want to check that out. I haven't had much time to watch anything else which saddens me you know there are films out that i want to see but i still need to see death of stall before that leaves this week it's not great no you didn't much care for it it's not great. all right <laughs> <laughs> that's too bad like you probably like it a little more than me but not enough to warrant hmm. like if you're on if you're on a limited supply as far as i don't know you know what i mean yeah <laughs> you know what i'm yeah I still kind of want to get out and watch Pacific Rim too, just for my. I'm I'm thinking about it. I'll I'll like watch it, but I'll wait films. for the digital stuff to you come out. So? I, it's just I've I have yeah. But it's so not, bombastic. Not, I feel like. Yeah, but things not only critics, but like every audience review I read, they they aren't liking it. It, really? it doesn't seem like anyone's liking it that much. Wow. So, I, I don't know. I, I just I, figured at least it'd be a fun way to kill in a couple hours or something. Oh yeah, I, I mean I'm sure I'm sure it does that, but. Um, but yeah, can I say that's one of the things I, I remember? I saw a trailer before Quiet Place yesterday. Venom. I watched the trailer. 
What the hell a, is it about? We didn't get a Venom trailer. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have that. We didn't well, because you weren't you weren't at the Lumina. Salty. <laughs> you were at the Lumina. You could well, have had a Venom trailer. We had like ten trailers, you know. I had I had a Venom trailer and I had a beer. So nice. Good things But no. What the hell is it about? I mean, I love me some Tom Hardy, but yo, know, I watch this friggin' trailer and I'm going, "What the hell is the movie?" About? <laughs> yeah, I we'll have to see. I mean, if it weren't for the fact that I know the character Venom from the comic books, you like I an wouldn't even know. Though. No, I do like antiheroes, but but you that, don't that know. Movie. <laughs> well, you don't even know there. There's nothing about the Venom character, right. the weird, evil Spider-Man alien symbiote thing, right, right, which right. nobody would know unless they saw. The third one of the Tony Guard. Oh, I have. Which, yeah. Or you Topher read Grace. Comic, well, yeah, Topher Grace. Or you read the comic <laughs> books. Brock, Brock with his face. But, um, I mean, you watch the trailer, and if you watch this trailer without any kind of context around it, you don't know what the film's about. Yeah. I mean, it's so utterly perplexing, yeah. and it's Tom uh, yeah, Hardy talking about... I'm a few more trailers beforehand. But... You know, everybody loses something, and it defines you, and then, you know, you see Tom Hardy walking down the street, and then you see a shot of an attractive woman, and then you see... Like black goop in a big jar. Yeah. The whole time you're going, uh, like, what goes on here? What is the movie about? Maybe mm-hmm. that's what they're going for. I don't know. Yeah, perhaps. We'll Very see. Perplexing. We'll see. But all right. Well, I guess that about brings us to the end of the show. Um, uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And so next week, I uh, actually saw that the new Joaquin Phoenix film is going to be around here. The oh. you, you were never really here. The show, uh. the show at Sundance that I watched, which is it's quite good. What's it about? It's by well, it's directed by the woman. Is that who, the murder movie? No. It's, just, it's an it's it's been compared to Taxi Driver. Okay, so yes. <laughs> um, but it's directed by the woman who uh, we need to talk about Kevin. Oh God. Okay. And, and it's about it's a kind of a mystery oh. kidnapping. It's like a mystery kidnapping noir. Who is, um, who is it we need to talk about, Kevin? Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton, okay. I don't yeah, know. Ezra Miller, right? Yeah. Why was I thinking Jodie Foster? Uh, I, don't I don't know, man. She was a beard. No, what's the one that she's in with uh, John C. Riley? Jodie Foster, John C. Riley. It's about two families and they get together and they have this big blood fight because their kids have gotten the in a school. Oh, oh, the play movie? The, um, yeah. The Carnage. Carnage, thank you, yeah. No idea. Not great. No. Not great. No. no. Um, but yeah, so that's the, honestly that's really the only big thing that's out. We can we can review that, or we can maybe do a retro special or something. Um, but you know, we'll 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 keep you updated on um, uh, that. on Facebook and Twitter we could and stuff. Do final portrait, final portrait. Yeah, yeah. army, army. But, yeah, but Christopher see, Plummer. Christopher Plummer. The thing is, no one. Come on, Jake No, Jeff, Jeffrey Rush. I don't care. <laughs> no, 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 we, we can. No, we we can, but like no one's heard of that. Army Hammer. Yeah, they have. No. Army Hammer. Now we can do both. Uh, um, but yeah, Indie Week. Sure. Like the local newspaper. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm in for that. But um, yeah. Both. I'm doing a big budget. I don't care. But you I know mean, he died in a gutter, Giacometti. A yeah. gutter. That's unfortunate. Really? Uh huh. Or a trash can. It's like his mom was afraid. Or a trash can. You're gonna die in a gutter. Yeah, it might have been a trash can though. Yeah, but we'll let you know. And if you have any suggestions, feel free to email us. Um, and oh, my friends, a uh, uh, short film. So he, it's called Last Meeting by the Mushroom Tree, and he just made it, and it's on Vimeo.com, and I'll have the link at the bottom 
of the show notes. Very cool little, um, like, five, six-minute film. He also stars in it, as well as having written and directed it. Cool little stylish film. Check it out. You know, give him a, a watch, a like, whatever you want to say. But proud of him for doing it and getting it made. So, all right. Uh, thanks, guys, as always. Brian, I hope hope things smooth out. I'll say that every week, but it doesn't seem like it never never does. But (laughs) and Chloe, I hope you feel better. Thanks. Yeah, I get better. And uh, I have found the cure for wellness, apparently. Mm. Mm. Clever. And we'll see you next week. (laughs) 